This is a tripod broadcast. Become the terrorist they say you are. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> the food... They were wanting to do my food ref for U.S. Foods. is also a very good friend with John. It's one of his football buddies. He's in the cigar lounge like twice a week, hanging out. They hang out all the time. Right. You know, watching the game over each other's houses, whatever. So. Boys. They're boys. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, hey, I'll provide the food. So. I was supposed to tell him, like, here's what is on the menu. Here's what U.S. food provides for us, and he's going to provide it for free. And then it was like, well, I can't really do that because we're from scratch. It's not like I'm getting a case of toasted raviolis for your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm getting ground beef and raw chicken, and but there's all the other stuff that goes into it. So right. it's like, like anyway. <laughs> and then it was, um, so yeah, it was his girlfriend's 40th birthday party that night. About 50 people. Yeah, I, I saw them all coming in. So uh, the whole time, past my table, everyone. The whole time he was kind of hovering and wanting to make sure like everybody was impressed because it's all her friends, you know. Right. I think they've been dating for about six months, so a lot of it was like, oh, so he's on kind of still show mode kind of thing. A little bit like I'm meeting all your friends and all like the friends like I haven't had time to meet. Right. Because of life, like oh, we're all gonna. So it was you know him. Being good boyfriend, making sure everybody's having a good time. At his know, restaurant. At his restaurant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Makes sense. The best thing that came out of it, though, was today. <laughs> What's that? Because he met her cousin's boyfriend. Okay. Who was like, hey, my nephew or something like that wants to become a real chef. Has been okay. is basically working at fucking Panera. Okay. He's making $19 an hour as a shift leader, but he's working at Panera. Right. And he's 24. Not going to go and anywhere. And he's worked at fi- for five years at Little Caesars, and he's like, okay, shit, or get off the pot. Like, I have to make a career out of this. Yeah. Or find something else to do. I can empathize. So I had an interview. So you upgraded to Panera. <laughs> no, I had an interview with him today, and I hired him. Oh, very nice. At a good, at a pretty decent wage for me. Yeah. But he's going to start off as my, as my prep cook, and then eventually kind of move into, like, And you've been, you've been down a body, at least a I've, body I've been for down, some like, time. two bodies for a year. Yeah. So yeah. well, that's good. And I'm getting ready to fire somebody tomorrow, which I haven't been able to do in a while. Well, maybe I'm, I'm maybe really he excited can really it. expand your guys' panini offerings from. Panini. Yeah. <laughs> so this prep cook, this prep cook that I've have had right now, he basically he he no called no showed on Saturday. Oh, how nice! Didn't show up. Yeah. And this is like 35 year old dad mm. who's been to culinary school, knows probably more about food than I do, right? Or as much, right? Just no called, no showed. It's the twice twice he's done that to me in a month. Yeah, yeah. And he was only working like three days a week, so we're we you can't fine make without it to him. Three shifts, yeah. <laughs> we fine without him. Um, he said he had a mental health episode. Oh, as you do, yeah, as, as you do. Same guy who like also has. Yeah, he's in recovery. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So many such cases. Many, uh, you know, <laughs> sad, very sad, but. <laughs> Yeah, I just, 
I, I get to fire somebody tomorrow, or at least be like, we no longer need your services. Thank you very much. Right. I'm looking forward to it because uh, I'd really like to to fire someone right now. <laughs> you know, every time we've come on the not, program, not for him. Some he's, time, he's not the one I really want to fire. I, I want to fire someone else, but yeah, you know, we'll 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 get there. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Of course. Well, if you're just tuning in, which I, I doesn't really make any sense because it's a podcast. Exactly. But- <laughs> why, 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 are you, why are you starting five minutes in? Are you, are you an idiot? Go back. Start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. You can yeah. pause. Yeah. Um, but if, you, if, you've, if you've downloaded the episode and you're listening and you're wondering what this is, uh, welcome to Give That Some Thought, Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. A little more Diet Coke. It's good for what else. I wasn't sure if you'd have any Coke Zero because you're... I do. Uh, I, do. I, have, do? I, have, okay. I have Coke Zero up there. So you're still drinking. <laughs> 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 Indubitably. Yeah. Um I was I was gonna ask you, you have diet you decided diet coke. They didn't have Coke Zero in a can. Oh. That's why. That's okay. why. If they had Coke Zero in a can like this, a sixteen, you know, I got my tall boy. It wasn't like the tall boys that everybody else was buying in there, the sure. mobile and fifth sure. street in St. Charles. But but uh yeah, if they'd had Coke Zero in a tall boy, that's what I would have gotten. But I was like, I'll I'll go with Diet Coke. Why don't you stop in Chesterfield to get stuff? Like it seems like every there- time so there's no real gas station from from where I'm located. There's not a great gas station between me and getting and when I'm getting out because I make a right directly out of my neighborhood or directly out of my lane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is no gas station between me and the highway. OK, so I'm just straight up on the highway and anywhere else you got to go a little bit extra. And for some, I mean, it was a little extra to go to the mobile, too. But you go you go the Baxter way, right? Not the long roadway. Right. Okay. Yeah. Towards Baxter. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the easiest way to get on 40. The other way, you lose so much time going down because there's like four lights, and then you get on forty. And then if I'm if I'm making a right, there's a lot of time I go straight on, and I I don't even stop till I hit the highway. Okay, usually. So that's that's why. And also, no quick trips in Chesterfield. Sad. It's degeneracy. It's degeneracy. Um, there it is. There's a big burp. There's that diet coke burp. Well, I don't drink sodas, man. As you know, except for right now. Um, no. Okay, so. You know, I don't know if you want to get into this uh, straight away. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to get into whatever. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. It has been. Oh, um, well, um, I've got stories. I was going to talk about how great your dinner was. Uh, me and Meredith came in to the rack house. That, that's been over two weeks. That's been two it, weeks. Ago. I know. Yeah. You know, because we we just it, we we had a chicken slaughter. We had we we got to get into chicken. We're, oh, we're going to talk so cast. much about that. We're going to talk so much chicken. Cast. We got. We're going to have a. <laughs> do you have a drop for chicken waffin? I I need to get one. Just a. <laughs> no, I think I think the um. I think the drop for chicken waffin. I'll cut out some of this dead air. Oh, you know what? So I redid my phone because. Uh, I completely degoogled it. Really? Yeah, I went with Graphene OS, which blocks everything out. Adam's talked about it on No Agenda before. Okay. Graphene OS, yeah. I believe that's what he runs on a Pixel device. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I decided to do that and stick with it. Um, See, I would do that, except my, for work, I have Google Calendar. It's tough. So, actually. And it syncs everything in with everything is, else that ever, all the other managers are using. This is why I decided to do it. So they have a really cool feature now in Graphene OS, which is called Sandboxed Google Play, which is basically, it's it's a software version that'll allow you to still run Google apps, but completely contained and not with all of the tracking that normally comes on Android. 
because that's the only reason I did it too. Because all of my emails go through Gmail. All of my, you know, I'm so I'm, if somebody some say somebody updates their Google Calendar in the work, yeah, for like updates, Rack House, yeah. it would yeah. still update for uh-huh. me. Yeah, like uh-huh. I use a, a lot of Google Apps still. Yeah, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think this is the chicken waffin uh, chicken waffin drop. see a bunch of chickens marching to this <laughs> I don't care I've become the terrorist they say I am it's a great great byline for the show I've become the terrorist they accuse me of being <laughs> Speaking of terrorism, become the terrorist they say you are. Exactly. Uh, no, we will get into chicken waffin, but something that also happened in the time that we've been apart. Uh, so I listened to the entire audiobook of Industrial Society and its future. Oh, okay. Um, fantastic points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever Have you ever read it? Listen to it. Have you uh, ever? excerpts yeah like not the whole thing I, it, it would probably be good for me to do it well that's that, that's kind of how i was i was like okay i know what it, what it's about what the gist is you know uh but i listened to it man he he and you understand why people hate it after you hear it like he excoriates liberalism mm-hmm. um he goes hard in the paint on the idea of over socialization yeah um yeah very very you know and of course not condoning his his behavior and his actions to get it published but uh yeah, really fascinating stuff. I really enjoyed it. Anyways, chicken waffin. You, you know, I I I agree with the. I know the main points, <laughs> the, <whole book. laughs> the main points he makes, and I do agree with him. Like liberalism is a disease mm-hmm. that just keeps trying to outdo itself mm-hmm. in uh, its its ability to push boundaries mm-hmm. and to also. Uh, well, do, he makes that point really hardcore too. Do do away with natural selective biological. Order. Order, order mm-hmm. that that keeps that is a check and balance mm-hmm. of the biological system mm-hmm. between men and women, parents and ch- and children. Um, because it, industrial society requires a faceless society. Yeah, it requires a faceless, genderless. He doesn't really. I don't think he gets into that that, that I recall really. Um, but it requires yeah a classless. It's a communist utopia. Well, no, you know? it's it's with that with no individual identity. Mm-hmm. Saying I precisely I belong to this group, but I'm proud to belong to this group. Right. Not I belong to this group that's persecuted for X, Y, and Z. For X, Y, and Z. But yeah. I am I am proud to belong to this group that is look at what we've, what we've accomplished, look at what we've done, look at what we will do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To be proud of one's accomplishments rather than proud of one's um, victimhood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and j- then, just like the over over socialization. Mm-hmm. So many voices mm-hmm. in everyone's head all the time. Yeah. So many influences, primarily thanks to social media. And and these but, days, but what it does is it it it. it Keeps you from having your own musings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A wise man once said in a sermon that I was listening to is like, uh, boys spend their time 
with amusement. Mm. Men muse. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a, ma- a man will sit, a, a man, like every day when I come home, if mm-hmm. I come home around eight ish or so, you know, the house that's on the bottom of the, of the U that's my street. Yeah. You come yeah, in, yeah. Yeah. but he's got the real man, well manicured lawn. Mm-hmm. And he, if you look close, he's got a memorial to his dead wife between his oh, garage wow. and his house. Yeah. Okay. But immaculately kept lawn. He's almost always sitting out there in his chair from like seven 30 to nine o'clock. Mm. Always give him a wave. Yeah. Right. But, but that man, that 80 year old man at the end of his day, he sits in his chair after he's taken care of his house and his lawn and done whatever else he does. <laughs> he sits in his chair. I've never seen him hold a phone. Yeah. He probably has one. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. His kids or grandkids probably got him one. But I've never seen him hold a phone yeah. or be looking at a phone as I come up to that stop sign. Yeah. And I can see him clearly. He's always just sitting there looking out, looking mm-hmm. across the neighborhood. And I give a wave. He gives a wave every single time. Yeah. Right. It's my wa- it's my waving neighbor. <laughs> I've actually never spoken to the man. <laughs> you should. But judge should. I should. But judging by his dead wife's memorial, yeah. the way he keeps his house uh-huh. and his routine, his lawn. There's and the way structure when, there. When weather permitting, as long as it's not, you know, cold or rainy, he's sitting outside while looking at the neighborhood, thinking. Mm-hmm. He is a man who is amusing. Probably on on the past, on his memories. Maybe not. Yeah. But he's, there are no other voices. Yeah. Except for his voice in his own head. You know, there was a quote. And, and that is the whole point of over-socialization, is that there are so many to voices. To drown it out. To drown it out. To drown out your own internal dialogue. Yes. Yeah. And your own internal musings and your own internal. Create NPCs. Ideas. And to figure things out in your own head. Mm-hmm. So we've created a whole generation now that can't do it. They No, they can't. <laughs> they can't. They're it's, NPCs. They're incapable of it. Yeah. Yep. Thanks to public school, social media, all these things. I actually, th- <clears throat> slides right into that. And we're going to get into Yellowstone cast later on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it'll be a whole another segment. But there was, a, there was a thing in there where the governor comes up, uh, you know, to spend the night with him at, at their little day ranch or whatever that they got. Mm-hmm. And she says, how are you always three steps ahead of everybody around you? And he says, a lot of sitting and thinking and thinking and sitting. <laughs> and, it's, and I thought about that and I was like, hmm, that's because that slides right into that because we're missing that. Mm-hmm. And I remember like when I used to manage kids, and I'm sure it's 10 times worse now, but like when I used to manage like kid kids, you know, teenagers, 18, 19 year olds. There's not a free thought that doesn't emanate from culture. It doesn't it's, it's, emanate it's, from it's, the phone. It's all reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than action. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we can get into racist cast. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a little later on. Let's get into chicken waffle. Okay. All right, Shall sure. we? <laughs> so as we talked about on the program before, uh, 25 meat birds we raised in, in conjunction with friend of the show, Chris, and his, his lovely wife, Sarah. And, Fantastic uh, people, by the way. Aren't they, though? They're just wonderful. They're delightful. They really are. They're some of my favorite people. They really are. I mean, it, especially Chris. When I like, talk the he, weird shit to Chris, man. He's got like this. <laughs> you want to keep your distance because like, okay, maybe dirty hippie. <laughs> Those are definitely the vibes for sure. 
Like if you saw him just, you know, at a quick trip or something. Yeah. 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 Those are the vibes. Like this guy probably has either a, <laughs> a, a, a PhD in philosophy or he's hold he's he has a half ounce of mushrooms on him right now. <laughs> or both. Or both. It's 2022. Or both. No judgment. <clears throat> no, no judgment. And I have a, I have a friend that just like that. My my buddy Nick. Uh, yes, yes, who I've met a handful of times. Yes, very much the same vibe. Same vibe. Because I and that's that's why I didn't interact with him a whole bunch. Because I was like, uh, what's this guy got going on? <laughs> but I fuck with that vibe. Once you get to know it, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, so we go over to yeah, we raised twenty five meat birds with Chris and Sarah. Uh, we started their lives, you know, under the heat lamp. Moved him out to our yard. We had him. We had him for some time. And then we helped Chris and Sarah build a chicken tractor out at their place, and that's where we finished raising them. Mm, let that go. It's, I'm telling you, man, it's so bubbly. That's why I wanted it. I fuck with the bubbles, you know? And the faux sugar. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and we, like we had discussed, I was like, we'll bring you out and we'll do it. Uh, so it was a Sunday. Uh, there was no rain on the schedule until the day before mm-hmm. when, it, when it said, oh, just FYI, it's supposed to pour all day, <laughs> which I was really not looking forward to. Well, so because nobody there had done it, by the way. I don't know if you, I mean, I guess you gathered that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody there had ever done <laughs> what we did. I, I, I kind of, no, I, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, so. You, I, I went met you up at your house. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and then we all three drove drove out to my place. Yeah, the, you, Meredith, and myself, we drove down with what, and, four chickens. Yeah, we did four live chickens we in did, the backseat. We do a little horse trading. It's called we do a little horse trading. <laughs> and then a, a bunch of equipment in the in the back of your yes. CRV. Yeah, the plucker, the steamer, all that other stuff. And at some point, <laughs> both of us had had neglected to bring weed. I had intended to. I forgot it. Yeah, and I haven't had any flour and weeks at some point we were like hey let's like and i was actually like 10 minutes into the drive hour long drive we're like oh we're all three searching for dispensaries on the way (laughs) to chris and sarah's and we we stopped and probably wasted like 30 minutes Pacific, yeah that was such bullshit dude it was every other dispensary in missouri i'm telling you you walk in i show them my license my medical card and i'm in the door these clowns out in Pacific, I did that, and then she's like, here, sign this thing. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe the county, maybe Pacific makes them do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, sign the thing. Then I'm standing there, she's like, okay, they'll come out and grab you in a second. Now, usually, like I said, every other dispensary in Missouri, that door opens within two minutes, if that, of someone saying they'll be up front to grab you. I, st- I stood there for 10 minutes. I'm looking. I go over. They have a, they have a panel of all these, all these brochures. I go. Mm-hmm. I look at each one of the stupid cannabis companies promoting their stupid garbage. Look at it. Okay, yeah, our extraction's better. I read all of them. I put them all back. I'm looking out at you guys. I'm looking at my watch. I got shit to do. I got 25 chickens waiting for me to butcher all this shit. And I'm finally, I'm like, screw it. Screw it. We don't need weed. I got more important shit to do. And I walked out, walked to the car and left. To put it in perspective, I watched a nine-minute video (laughs) of a very cute farmer's wife Uh disassembling a chicken, breaking a chicken down. Very nice. Yeah. And then I was like, damn, where's he at? And then I got about Five, eight seven minutes. or eight yeah. minutes <laughs> into, into another, another video. Yeah. 
So it was like 20 minutes, we, 20, 30 minutes we wasted. Yeah, and I was pissed after that. But I'm telling really you, if, if that was instead of like medical marijuana center in Pacific, yeah. if it was like medical methamphetamine. <laughs> oh, it'd been in and out. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they would have had 12 people on staff yeah. ready to go. Now, and this this was kind of a weird. Cause you and, then think, the, and the place would have been immaculate. Exactly. Spotless. Yeah. Uh, and you would think, you know, going into dispensaries, you'd think, oh, you know, yeah, the people there are probably all stoned. Like that's that's kind of a... Mm-hmm. a, a I understand why you'd think that. In my experience, that hasn't been the case, at least not from what I can tell. But that bitch in Pacific was blasted. I'm telling you, like, you know, I was like, okay, here's my medical card. And she's like, okay, just so wait. you know the old schnooks or not? No, the old no. shop be out to grab you. It was like the sloth from that movie. I was, I was horrible. I'm like, this is awful. And I'm, I'm frankly, I'm. If anybody in Pacific is listening, and I'm, I'm sorry that you are a person in Pacific, but if you are. I'm sorry you have to deal with that shit, because that's awful. You should drive up to Chesterfield to get your weed, because I'm in and out in 10 minutes. <laughs> Anyways, chicken waffin. Yeah, so... <laughs> we make it out to Chris and Zara's. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately attacked by their pit bull. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. It's true, yeah. So, luckily, Chris was there with the taser. <laughs> and by the time he got through the third cartridge, it had dis- dislodged itself from my leg, Yeah, which was good. Yeah. Only three, only three taser cartridges, which yeah. is normal for a pit bull mauling of that size. Yeah, of that, yeah, small pit bull too. You yeah. know, um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I su- we I survived that. I love thankfully, Chris and Sarah shit bull memes. I do, I do. It's a thing that I love. They're the work. They sh- they should be illegal. I, I'm not saying I disagree, man, but they love them. Well, the one I or one or both of them, I think they're not full pits. Like there's some other breed or something. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get a lecture in the inner circle about this and our shit bowl hate, but that's fine. I don't care. Um, anyways, yeah, so we we get out to Christmas Harris and we get everything set up. The plucker, the steamer, your mm-hmm. table with your cutting boards. And then and then we move it all. <laughs> well, that was we, we did several. And then there. it rained, and then we moved it again. <laughs> the only the only part of that whole but, operation. But I'm putting that, those under the umbrella of first time woes. No, yes, it is. I mean it is. Yeah, because we so we have a chat. We have a group chat. Because uh, you guys set up for the electricity for the plucker. Right. Yeah. And I was. I came over. I'm like, hey, maybe. Maybe the propane should go closer to there. Yeah. 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 And then the plucker should be moved to the other and side of the did, barn. And then it rained and it didn't matter. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, a, lo- uh, a lot of learning. A lot of learning. Well, we have a, we have a, a group chat with Chris and Sarah. Me, me and Meredith do. Mm-hmm. And it's called Chicken Waffin yeah. on Telegram. And uh, yeah, man, we've already gone over. We have like 12 things that we all just kind of pitched in. And we're like, okay, here's what we need to do for next time. Just mm-hmm. like different things that we notice. Okay, you put this over here this time. If we do that, if we bring this, it'll be a lot easier. Larger table. Yeah, a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, we got a whole a running list of things to avoid the first time. Was. A, a leader. Yeah. <laughs> well. that No, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Like, it's great. You know I would have done it, but so for some reason, so essentially, it, it, for those that are listening, essentially there there's a couple of different steps. You cut the chicken's head off in 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 the kill cone. He comes out of there, or well, you slice the, the yes, chicken's yeah, head yeah, off. yeah. You don't you, you don't you, you cut the jugular. You don't yeah. cut the head off. Um, and he comes out of there. He goes into the scalder. Then he goes into the plucker. Then he goes to the table where he's finally like cleaned mm-hmm. in terms of guts and all that. And 
So I started because I'm like, well, nobody here is going to cut the first chicken neck. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just like, it's not going to happen. Maybe you. You probably would have done it if I'd pressured you. I would have. And actually, I. Well, let me do a real quick aside. We. Uncutting chicken necks? <laughs> no, like what, what I enjoyed a lot about it is we opened with a prayer. And you were the one. I did who, that intentionally. You were the yeah. one who prayed. Yeah, and that made you the de facto leader, and you should have been giving orders since then. <laughs> Had I not been around the corner the entire time, because and that's why I kept walking up because I'm like, okay, well, like what's going on? Is mm-hmm. there do we need to facilitate more? But also, I can't because for whatever reason, like I said, nobody else was really uh, down with cutting the necks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, Chris cut a couple. Uh, her brother-in-law or uh, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law mm-hmm. cut a couple, but I cut the majority of them. I I cut all of them, but for the two or three that both Chris, I and, did not. And I don't think any did. of the women did. No, they didn't. Or uh, Sam, I think cut one. My I, sister-in-law, I think I would have liked to, yeah, to have the experience of it, but then like I did get kind of busy. Well, you have a certain expertise there. <laughs> with we'll get to that. <laughs> So we got everything set up and we, you, you know, we were cutting the next. We realized that you really need to cut the feet off the bird before they go in the plucker. Yeah. So we had the system of you were, you were killing them. Yeah. Meredith was put, was poaching them, blanching them, putting them in the scald water. Scalding them up. Yeah. And then she'd hand them off to somebody to, to usually Sam or Sarah to bring to me. Cut the feet. And um, what was his name? Donovan? Donovan. Yeah. My wife's brother? Yeah. Everyone has a biblical name except for you and Donovan. Yeah. Anyway. Chris isn't a biblical name. I guess not. It's 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 still a white person's name. Donovan is not a white person's name. <laughs> it's true. It's very much true. It used to be, though. It used to be, though. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's not anymore. <laughs> so, really, what we should have done is Jugular had a small table mm-hmm. with just somebody to cut the feet. Yeah. In the in the scalder or maybe scalder small table to cut the feet. Yeah. And then in the tumbler plucker. The plucker. <laughs> your 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 scoff by the way or your like half a laugh in your video. I don't know if you noticed the you 30 second video. You were like you were like turn it on and then I turn it on you're like <laughs> it's just so funny to me the way because of the you know it, they do look like mini dildos. They, they do. do. They, they do. do. It's there's no way to get around it. And it's, it's, <laughs> there's about 60, there's 114 in that one. Okay. 114. <laughs> wow. Off my half. 114, <laughs> but they're about the size of my pinky. Yeah. Yeah. Many dildos. And they just, and they, the, it just tumbles a chicken around and these little dildos just strip off the feathers. It's really magical though. Like of, of the whole process and, and in terms of the mechanics, Oh that, yeah, that once, is the coolest once we thing. had it down, like the bland, how long we should uh, like scald them for? Yeah, how long they need to go in the tumbler? Like I was getting chicken bodies with very, very few feathers on them. Yeah, towards the end, for especially sure. compared to the first one. <laughs> like they hand you like a half a feathered bird. Here you go. Yeah. So the first one, the first one, I was taking a video of, and Sarah had it on my table. Yeah, she set up on my board. <laughs> I had my board, my side, all ready to go. Yeah, with my knife a certain way, my towels a certain way, mm. my board a certain a certain distance from the edge of the table. <laughs> Everybody at work knows. Everybody at work knows. You don't fuck with my board. Well, in general, in a kitchen environment, you shouldn't fuck with somebody else's station. 
Cottage, period. Yes, yes. Because they should have it set up but in order I'm for them very to be particular. as efficient as they can. Like, if you move one of my knives, buddy motherfucker, it better <laughs> you better put that knife exactly where I had had it. Yeah, Ex- right back. Like, to a millifucking meter. <laughs> anyway. So she immediately set up my board. Offense number one. I hate you. <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but Chicken Waffin for me is basically an error, a bunch of grievances I have against you. I'm sure you're a fantastic person, but don't be rude. Your husband has to be a very patient man. And uh, mm. if he's not a patient man already, if he's going to stay married to you, he's going to learn patience. <laughs> Again, you seem like a fan. You seem like a nice person. She is. She is. You seem very, like a, a great yeah. person. Um, but yeah. <sighs> anyway, so. Yeah, we, 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 like it, it, everything took like probably three times as long as, as it should have on yeah. Sunday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, look at, see if a fly got in there. Well, there's a moth has been like flying or buzzing around. No, I think it's a, I, I thought it was a June bug. Looked like a June bug. I thought it just was up here. Maybe a moth. Who knows? All the flies in my, in my house are alcoholics. Yeah. They just yeah, well, love to fly into my drinks and ruin them. <laughs> Well, if you were a flying insect, where would you head for? The rum, Matt, be honest. Um, there you <laughs> I'm go. a human man, and I heard you do that. <laughs> um, but, no, but, but, and I, I sent you a text, I think, later that night, once I got a little stoned. and Yeah, well, you forgot your cigarettes, too, which was, I think, I intentionally left them behind thinking that it would only probably, we'd probably only be out there for three or four hours. Ah. Uh, and we got there, like, at 2.33, and we left at 10. Yeah. Well, we were there much later than we had hoped. Yeah, and I think if I would have had my smokes or some weed, yeah. Next time we have to bring weed, dude. I know, I know. We have to. I know. It just for the like, it would have made your prayer better. <laughs> don't, dude. My mom listens. Please, don't. no. It would have. We would We would have tapped Smoke into like weed every day. Into like the more <laughs> mystic, mystical, mystical side of this. We took this thing from an egg. Did you listen to the? Did you listen to my prayer? That's what I said. I, did. I addressed that. No, I know it, because it, here and here's why I did. But that. it would have hit it's home. A, it's a very important thing to respect. Um, the ability to we take it. Here's what I'm trying to say. We take it for granted that we're outside of the food chain. Yes, we take it for granted that you can go through Chick Fil A and get a nice juicy chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. We take it for granted that you can go into you know, uh, Schnucks and pick up. A whole chicken. The entire process of our food has been sanitized. And yes. this is something that I mentioned to you, why I wanted to And pulled to us be out there. of it. And so so the fact that we can be a part of that part of the food chain and not only nurture something's life in in a healthy way, because you saw our chickens out there, mm-hmm. like, and Chris was moving them every day. So every day they get new pasture. Um, they're protected. You know, like we don't, th- this is different than... And this is our whole goal with wanting to do this stuff. It's not just fuck the system and I want to be sustainable. Like that's a huge part of it. But a huge part of it too is like, dude, you don't know what happens to the chickens that you pull, it, you know, from Aldi and even mm-hmm. Trader Joe's, wherever. Like they raise these things with, with a whole bunch of loopholes that they jump through in order to say, oh, they're pasture raised or oh, they're this or oh, they're that while still injecting them with stuff and shooting them with stuff in order to get the fastest, most profitable product. Mm-hmm. out of it well, so as past- opposed to the nuance of the food yeah and so to to have respect for being a part of that food chain and being able to nurture something's life 
in order to then take it so that it can sustain yours is something you should be thankful to the creator for. Mm-hmm. And and that is exactly why I prayed beforehand because I I wanted everyone to have that as a focus for what we were doing. Yeah. So it was very ceremonial. I think the weed would have helped us to get into the the magic of the ceremony a little more. Yeah. Kind of like going to church just a little high. You know, I no comment. Okay. All right. Yeah. I uh I've done it. Just being a little high at church? Yeah, just a, just a little bit. You don't need to you don't need to get blasted. No, no. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. Like other people shouldn't know you're high and you shouldn't shouldn't smell like it. Exactly. But maybe if you had smoked like three hours ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Just a little bit. Just a little high. Just a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, all in all, it was a great much, day. Much better than <laughs> than coming into church like a little drunk. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Because no matter, like, yeah, no, 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 that's not. Yeah, doesn't work. GTST does not recommend. So <laughs> that. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about about the day as a chef. Yeah, please we, do. We talked about that. Um, what all did we do wrong, man? Because I wanted <laughs> to have that experience of. Lord of this town, I saw two people. I saw I saw two cops racing down the highway. They can't hear it, but yeah, sirens just between went by. between Fifth Street and here. Two cops racing down the highway. It's, it's getting bad. Anyway, so Hango, will you send my boy a gun already? <laughs> so I, uh, I wanted to be a part of the process of mm-hmm. this bird was alive, and I'm turning it into something that is food, food, sustenance. And I had never done that with a live animal. Um, so yeah, it was an, it was a new experience for me as a chef, and I, I really. Enjoyed it. Um, parts of it, like I said, we need a leader. Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't have to be you. I think maybe like one person running one end, one person running the other end. Yeah, but I think I think they were just. I think we'll do much less of a you lineup next time. And also, the rain didn't help with that either. It but. did not. No, it was it was chaos, <laughs> and it the- was it was chaos, and and people trying to figure things out, and no one wanting to be an asshole. Right. I think. Even though some people were unintentionally assholes, but whatever. It's uh, she. She's a she's a fine person. I'm sure. Once you get to know her, <laughs> Dude, I'm never gonna hear the end of this. Um. Anyway, <laughs> don't you understand? I'm starting a poultry farm collective. Okay, I know. Every, I know. Everyone there is in and on rule it. number I, one: do not put poopy diapers into people's back pockets. Don't do it. <laughs> don't be rude. Time. Just don't. Like that's a bad take. Yeah, At the, like, don't be like, don't to turn to a stranger you've known for two hours and be like, here, hold my baby. I was perfectly happy to hold the baby for the 30 seconds I did, but like, a little weird. Anyway, you can cut this out, whatever you want. But uh, Donovan seems like a, a fucking stand up guy. So. Uh, you know, I don't believe in cutting things out of my show. Um, He seems like a, like a salt of the earth. Good dude. Like he is. He's. He may not have the full picture Little aloof, of things. Kind of younger guy. But, yeah. But he's he's a fantastic dude. Now. But coming into his own. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I, I, I liked him. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to. Are you going to review everybody that was there? No, no. I'm going to do this. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. I'm going to put everyone with a history of listening to this podcast. Go. You know the. You know the thing. Knows. The love hate relationship I have with Esther. Esther. You were a fine person. Uh-huh. A good wife. Mm. a great mother mm. and there are many people who enjoy the blessings that you have to bring in their life mm. but you irritate the fuck out of me every time you open your mouth <laughs> basically 
Anyways, again, fantastic woman. Yeah. Esther Ober, just a class act up and down, uh-huh. raising two fine white sons. Mm. Not for me as a person. <laughs> and I think Sam is the exact same way. Mm. Yeah. She seemed like a, a, a good woman. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> God damn it. It's so tough for me right now. Are these gummies kicking in? They are. <laughs> I mean, did you take two? I took three. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we better, we better get rolling here then. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> she kind of irritated me a little bit, a couple points. But it was, it was a good time, and I really enjoyed it. And <clears throat> it, the first time I reached into that chicken. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, all right, well. Everything is sex. <laughs> so, first off, for all the videos that I watched, right? Yeah. You have to kind of pull the thorax or the esophagus Mm -hmm. away from the neck Mm. and kind of loosen those up from the neck. And then... And then it's just a handful of cuts, right? And then you remove the butthole or you make a cut on the back of the spine uh, to come in, like, at the very... You basically cut off the tailbone. Yeah. And then you're kind of in the guts. And then (laughs) you cut through... And try to like you have to stick your hand into the chicken. Yeah, your whole hand. <laughs> Everything is sex in the chicken, <laughs> and you have to work it around the gut sack. Everything is sex until you've loosened it up enough on the inside. Everything is sex that you can pull out. <laughs> I gotta stop hitting it <laughs> without too much of a mess. Mm. Everything. Is sex precisely? It's exactly so. <laughs> how so it, it works. was. I have only ever cleaned a chicken after the majority of that's been done. Yes, when all that the, is inside of the chicken is the heart, the kidneys, the liver, and the neck. Right, but it's all been cleared away from everything because else. Because then they just stuff it back in to sell it to you. Yeah, but but that's the only thing you would ever want from yeah. a chicken like that. Yeah, you don't want the gizzard. Well, unless unless you're uh uh that contains the kidneys. Bass fisher? Bass? Bass? Catfish. Bass, I think. Catfish. Catfish, that's right. Catfish, yeah. You don't want the intestines. No. You know. That kind of anyway. So it, to me it's like very more clinical <laughs> than anything. The first time I reached in that chicken, you yeah. know how how when like you get like <laughs> Okay, it's kind of like you know how when you go up too fast over a hill that's too steep, a small hill that's too steep in your in your car. Yeah, and you come down the other side, and it feels like your your dick is and your balls are kind of coming up into your navel a little bit. <laughs> you're talking about like when your stomach just kind of like lightens for a second. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, Ooh. yeah. Like when I reached that chicken, like my dick and balls like Everything came came up like an inch and a half, and I'm like, oh, and I te- like. You know, my pelvic floor was like, whoa. Yeah, it's a it's a first time. Because it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it was alive. It's hot up inside there. Two minutes ago. Yeah. 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 And in a scalder. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, I know, I mean, I mean, here, okay. We're doing first time, we're doing first time war stories. So, first of all, I had to finish a chicken for two gentlemen who should remain nameless, the only other two gentlemen that were there. <laughs> but. Yeah, you push the feathers back because you want to cut right along the right along the the skin 
into the jugular mm-hmm. and get a nice, clean, just firm, just Yeah, shoot. you don't want to be cutting through feathers. You don't want to be cutting through feathers, but you don't want to be cutting, you also don't want to be cutting through bone, but you also don't want to miss the damn jugular to where he's just like kind of bleeding for a second. And then he flops out onto the floor. Yes. Yeah. And I, I did lose my first one. Yeah. Which, which I, I've watched that video, probably that video I made probably yeah. three times all the way through. He was dead at that point for sure, though, because I didn't cut him again. He was he was definitely probably dead. three times all the way through. But I watched that first part like 20 minutes or 20 <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. Of, of you being like, no, he's dead. He's fine. And then and then out he comes. Flops directly. He out. flops directly onto the ground and into a roosting position. Yeah. Yeah. Like just sitting. Yeah. And I think because like everything was like tightened up. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, no that's what that's what I knew he was dead. Yeah. Because he just didn't move at all. No. <laughs> once he got into that one position and it was like muscle memory. Yeah. Just plop. Yeah. And then I'm back in the cone to finish bleeding out. <laughs> um, I sliced a lot of chicken necks that day. You did. Um, I cleaned a lot of chicken guts that day. <laughs> you did. So you did. all told, we did 32, right? I think, yeah, with yeah. Sam and Donovan's that they brought. Yeah, yeah uh, Sam and Donovan's, and we did 32, and they had eight. We did 24. I'm going to say I cleaned a, at least 14 birds that day. All right, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, by the way, as my wife is listening to this, she's going to be really pissed. Mm-hmm. Because she told me earlier today when I said, oh, I'm going to record with Matt tonight, she was like, don't go without she wanted to send you a chicken i don't want i don't I want a chicken well i told i told her that and she's like well, well you know he came he helped i did and she come- also felt really bad mm-hmm. like because she saw um the deterioration of your countenance throughout the day uh-huh and and i could see through it because i've known you and a very you long know, time it's irritating people plus to minus tobacco equals it, it, and, and no weed pissy. and you know yeah. you, you're also not used to being around you know that many kids who are doing their thing uh-huh. and, you know there's another just, thing yeah, yeah you know and mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad thing it's not i'm not even pointing fingers i'm just saying like i knew i'm like matt's Matt's had a long day. <laughs> like, you know, that was my, I, yeah. Like, but she As, felt really, like, like we said, if I had, if I, next time, nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% required. Yeah. Um, next time, nicotine, uh, maybe some weed. And if Sam shows up, uh, I'll have a flask ready to go. <laughs> and I'll just be everybody's buddy then. Um, no, no. So I'm, 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 I'm seriously donovan or sam if you're listening or if this gets to you i am being a little facetious here yeah i'm being over the top yeah you you both seem like delightful people given the right circumstances that was not <laughs> it that was not it for me personally as addison has said no it nicotine was a very long day no rum yeah no second shot of rum no third shot of rum no weed yeah and i it was more time cramped, than I was, cramped into a crv that you had to wear just, to get out there yeah yeah no i i could see all of it and i was like mm, he's, he's had a long day um no I, my I, wife was really worried she was like she was like i really you know gosh man i was really upset like i hope you know i, I wasn't that upset though you really weren't and no, that's why i, I said wasn't. i could i know you well enough that i'm like he's just had a day like it's yeah it's been a day <laughs> i i honestly felt bad the last hour because i sat in the back of your yeah crv yeah while you guys were packaging up those chickens <laughs> well it, there really wasn't much more number one i knew an extra set of hands is not going to speed this up at, at this point. No. Number two. That, like, was, that, that was its own set of 
Yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's another another thing. I getting was getting like, these damn bags down in that scalder, which uh, again, you know, uh, of all the, you know, somebody's rinsing them off, somebody's putting them in, somebody's counting them out, blah blah. blah. Of all the ones, no, I'm fucking handling the heat again. Like, and I'm over there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like poke these things down and hold them down so they'll shrink the way they're supposed to. We've got the thing to temp. I can't get them to shrink no matter what. We're trying to different ways to poke these holes. Then we finally realize you got to poke a little bit more of a hole. And, but then I'm learning. I'm like, okay, but if you hold it down, like the full time that they say, it's going to get a lot more water in there than you want. And we're not really trying to do that. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to shrink it. And, God, that was a pain. Also, every time you put one of those birds in, well, what was the temp supposed to be? One ninety, I believe. Okay, so every time you put one of the birds in, it starts cooking. No, it's instantly one eighty in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you don't temp it for one ninety; you temp it for two hundred. And not only that, but like the small bags of like the livers and different things like Mm -hmm. that, like it totally would start cooking. Which is another thing. When I held it in, (laughs) that a beef I had with the women folk. I'm so okay. Women. Get back in the kitchen and realize when you put, <laughs> you've all, you, every single one of you has put pasta into boiling water. Yeah. And the water stopped boiling. <laughs> right. Which means you so put what in, didn't they get though? What are you, you putting the pasta water in or the pasta in the water means the temperature dropped below 212. Yeah. Stop boiling. It's not boiling, so it drops for below 212 or, or whatever. And then you eventually have to come back up. That's why you have to stir fries. Once you, when they're down in the basket, you have to yeah. jiggle that basket because the fries go in, the temperature of the oil immediately drops 25 degrees. Right. And then it has to come back up. <clears throat> anyway. Women. Every time, every time that scalder hit 150 degrees, you turn the fucking gas off. Mm. Every single time. I watched it. Yeah. And especially when it was in the barn, like I, 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 I Remember telling Sam, like, don't turn it off. Oh, it's at one, but it's at one fifty. Don't turn it off. Let it go to one sixty. But it's at one fifty. I'm gonna turn it off. I'm gonna turn it off. Hey, can I put this poopy diaper, poopy diaper in your pocket? Okay. <laughs> Literally, the verbatim. That's that's how the conversation went. <laughs> and and so I didn't say anything. I didn't be like, listen, you need to listen to me because I know what I'm talking about because I've been a chef and I'm a chef twenty years. I, I know. Cooking things, okay, scalding, blanching, I, I, I do it all the time. <laughs> like we do a little scalding. Uh, we call we do a little. Scalding. We call do a little scalding. <laughs> we cook a little pasta. Scald. We cook a little pasta. When you damn that edible, it's 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 here That's right good. now. Aren't they good? It's here. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. The good stuff in this chilies. <laughs> That's a callback, man. That's good. Anyway. Very well done. Anyway. <laughs> no, you, Your you, family who doesn't listen will love that, too. You leave the scalder. You let it get up to 160 before you kill the heat, right? right. Or maybe 170. Anyway, that aside. Well, and I think part of the concern there, too, was you really do not want to go over on that. Like, that's what I kept seeing in, like, the videos I was watching and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is don't go hot on the scalder. Um, because you really don't want it to start cooking, which you will. Yeah, no, certain, yeah you don't. Yeah. You, you don't. So I think I think there was some, anything above one eighty degrees for any more than a couple seconds, you, you're going to cook right. the outside. Well, and I think that was a concern too. Of oh, let me turn it off, as opposed to I I can understand. But and here's <laughs> another thing: is cooking is 
is an art because it is a matter of experience mm. and fine degrees and the tools you work with. Yeah. And all those tools were new. I have, yes, <laughs> I have two different ovens in my kitchen. I have to cook things in each oven differently. Yeah. Because they're different ovens. I can have the exact same temperature in one oven and it cooks things differently Completely than differently. the exact same temperature in the other. Yeah. Side note, my wife is an amazing cook. I've heard tell. See, man, she just knocks it out of the park. It's just all the time. It's incredible. Uh, the other day she made, she hadn't been making it for a while. It's been some time since she made it, which she knows I'm upset about. Uh, sourdough. She finally made sourdough again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she made, she made butter with cream from raw, unpasteurized cow's milk. Dude. <sighs> I know. I know. Go ahead and take your pants off. It's <laughs> it was so good, dude. It was yeah. When you taste, she made she made uh, did I tell you about the peach jam she made? No. She she made a peach. What was the other ingredient? Shit. Peach uh, peach rosemary jam. Okay. Which was delicious. Yeah. She actually sent me a text today. She sent me a picture of a from a cook cookbook, and she was like, "Hey, what do you think about this one?" But it was like a habanero peach, and I was like. Ah, and habaneros, man. That may that may drive the kids bonkers. And jalapeno, not because, jalapeno peach. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna try and do jalapeno. Or if she went with a cooler pepper, like just a bell pepper. Right. Because if we do habanero, the kids will be angry they can't eat it. The kids love her preserves, and she makes oh. biscuits and gravy at least once or twice a week. In the <clears> morning. <throat> I know. I know. I know. It it, it kind of sucks for me because I don't really fuck with breakfast a whole lot. It's hard for me to get. You know, you don't fuck with some biscuits and gravy. I at least, I at least eat. Yeah, I definitely eat some. Um. Anyways, we, okay, we when get you, back to next time. Wapen. Next time you get get some biscuits and gravy. Yeah, just put a little, a little half teaspoon of uh, of some of that peach jam on top of each biscuit. Okay. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Add just a little bit of sweet to, you know, to all that creamy, savory, fluffy it's, goodness. It's been hard for me to get into the preserves because I've never been a preserve fan, and you know that. Mm-hmm. But my wife has really helped me uh, ease into it. Everything is sex. So <laughs> I, I want to go back. The butter. Yeah. So she, rep- oh, yeah. She made butter from cream. From cream that she scooped off of the top of raw, unpasteurized cow's milk that came out of a cow's tits less than 20 miles away from us. I know, man. I know. Can I, could I live any better, do you think? I was just about to make the point that <laughs> making fresh butter yeah. from cream mm-hmm. is a, a, a taste of butter on a different level. It really is. Yeah. Well, the milk the milk is. Like, if you drink that, that raw, unpasteurized milk next to any other kind of milk, I mean, like, the first time I drank it, it, it almost, you're kind of like, you're, there's so much flavor that you're not used to at all from milk that you're like, whoa, is milk supposed to taste that way? Like, that's your first, because we just drink the shit at the gallons in the store. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I tried it, we went to the Amish place and got, just got a little quart of it. You know, I was like, that's interesting. And then you drink it more and you're like, oh, this is, it, it just tastes like milk. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Everybody in my family, everybody in my household drinks milk now and asks to drink milk because of how good that raw cow's milk we get is. But, but, so now I'm thinking, <laughs> so now I'm thinking like, what would butter taste like? Made from. Made from cream scr- Skimmed off the top of milk that had been in an animal earlier that day. Yep. Yep. 
Lord willing, you'll get to do it, man. Did she? I did she whip it with a what? Is she KitchenAid? KitchenAid, yeah, yeah. I know. I told her she should have churned it. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm like, you know how they do it. <laughs> but she <laughs> you just want to see the motion, bro. She probably saved herself like four hours. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> to do it by hand. So yes, everyone knows I was homeschooled. Yeah. So we actually did when because little well, house. I did it too. Yeah, where you shake it. Yeah, yeah, like you, yeah, you yeah, churn yeah. your own butter. Do a very small amount. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Little House on the Prairie was all the rage. used to do that from Deutsch Country Days, you know? <laughs> you ever been to Deutsch Country Days? I have not. It was no. a German festival, I think, like, like Herman, Missouri or something. I don't know. We used to go every day when I was a kid. I was talking to my mom about it um, the other day, and I think I don't think it's a thing anymore, but we used to go every year, man. And there'd be, like, you know, apple butter and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of fun. Anyways, is that the end of Chicken Waffin? Let's see. Then there was the ride we, home. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I warned you. I won't because you know, and that Dude, was kind that, of a no. Stop. <laughs> you don't have to warn me because like that turned my mood around. Really, it really. I did. noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. It it did. It turned my mood around. And you're you're really lucky because typically on a night like that, cranky, bro, to yeah. the nth degree. I, I mean, it's I a, was probably know, fight this- over every little thing. Usually at some point, I think she only did it once. But usually it's several points during the, during the ride. You know, my daughter will just start crying, and it's like, "What's wrong?" And she's just like, "I'm I'm tired." Like she'll she'll just say that she's like, "I'm crying because I'm tired." <laughs> like several times the way when it's that late. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. So that and I'm like, fast I'm forward like, ten I'm, years, I'm and like, she cries. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm like, dude, Matt is gonna like lose his shit on the way home. No, I, but they were very they were very good. Except for every time that wanted to interject uh, <laughs> something into the story he, he was saying, it was very yeah. She would scream. I'm, I'm telling a story. Yeah. So I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Except when it was talking, she talked over him every single time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> there's no, there's no honor amongst, you know, they say there's no honor amongst thieves. Hashtag there's no all, honor. Hashtag all women. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, no, there's no honor among, among kids either. I've yeah. noticed, you know, watching my two kids interact. I'm like, boy, you guys just one minute, you know, absolute best friends. I'd do anything for you. I'd help you, you know, in ways. You see the most amazing kindness come out of kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You really do. Yeah. And then other times it's like, boy, if I don't step in, they are, someone is going to die. Like, I I mean, man, it just, you know, hashtag Yellowstone, but it's just like crazy. We're going to get to that too, but so so, yeah, Um, we made a little side detour about about 10 minutes from Chris and Sarah's delightful people. We had a fantastic time. I, I know I ragged on Sam yeah. a little bit, yeah. But like I said, I ragged on Esther before, and I, I, I there's no lo- love lost between me and her, Sam. Uh, I, I do anticipate getting to know you and Donovan better, yeah, as, as time goes on, because I, I don't want this to be the last time we do this. Yeah, no, uh, they're in the mail. They, we have 25 more coming. <laughs> they're in. They're you fucking idiot. No, we, I think. <laughs> I, that, that was already we had already planned to do that so my wife asked me like a week before how many months until they're slaughterable no so these will be a lot sooner actually so <sighs> yeah we're looking at <laughs> it's i know we'll bring weed next time you fucking pussy yes weed and tobacco I, <laughs> and maybe cocaine and strippers <laughs> I mean, slaughter at a, at o- a, only if hango shows up at a mafia have the, have hangout the, yeah. the cocaine and strippers um no yeah so a week before and i very wisely i think you know mm-hmm and I realize, you know, when it comes to me and my wife, there's not a lot I bring to the table. I get that. It's something, it's something I'm okay with. There are a few things. And, 
And, but one of them is, is moments like this. Mm-hmm. So a week before we're getting ready to slaughter them, my wife is like, okay, thinking, you know, we're in the middle of summer. Here's, okay, 25, that's 12 chickens. You know, how often are we going to eat a whole chicken? That kind of thing. And she's like, you know, she brings up the point of Chris and Sarah in the chicken waffin group chat and says, should we do some more? And so we kind of hash it out and everything. And then she asked me, she's like, you know, hey, what do you think about doing some more? And I said, I was like, the hardest part of raising these birds and, and taking them through this process is yet to come because it was before we had butchered them. Mm-hmm. And I said, is yet to come. And I said, we need to do that and figure out all the nuance with that and get a sense for if we even can do it again. The entire process first. The entire process. No, that's wise. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it turns out it really was. And when we left, it was funny. You know, we were talking about it and we were talking about it with Chris and Sarah too. Strangely, it was a very, very long day, as you've described. Yeah. And gone on and on about it. <laughs> Sam, I'm, he's my best friend, and I'm sorry. I am. But, but you, you've gone on and on about how, the, <laughs> about how the day went. That being said, um, we talked about it afterwards, and it was like, this went a lot easier than I thought it was going to. It was long. There was the rain. There was all this other stuff. But broadly speaking, about the whole experience, like I was nervous as hell. Chris texted me like a week before. Maybe I should ask him if he could want to cut this out, but I think he was really freaked out by the by, by like well, I I think chickens and you know, everyone was a little trepidatious. Yeah, a little bit. I had watched a bunch of videos. And I was just like, I mean, this is what we're doing. We got to do this, and we're gonna go do it. Like, yeah. But he was he because he texted me beforehand, and he's like, dude, this is I don't know, this is this is weird because you know, I mean, the dude was a vegetarian six months ago. Yeah. Like he didn't even eat meat. And now it's like, hey, we're going to cut 25 necks on in your backyard, Chris. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. No, everybody that day was a trooper. We all uh, kind of contributed in our own, contributed in our own ways. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think. And that it went easier than we thought. And so long story short, did. we have more on the way. 25 different breed should be a little bit quicker this time. Should be a little bit fatter this time. Okay. And we're hoping to maybe change up maybe some of the the way the feeding woods go because we didn't get a lot of weight out of these. I don't know if you noticed that, you know, while we were cleaning them. Like the, mm-hmm. the one we ate, so we ate one the other day, by the way, delicious. Yeah. Um, I'd say a little bit, uh, a hair maybe on the rubbery-ish side um, of, a, of a chicken you'd get in the store. That's to be expected, obviously, because we didn't shoot them with anything the way, the way they do. Uh, number yeah, one. you don't have as much uh, the filler two, that goes in. Well, number two, because Sarah noted this when she made it as well. Um, and number two is because they're so much smaller, like Meredith said, she's like, it cooked really fast. Like, I was like, oh, wait, that's done. Like, I got to get yeah. it out. Um, and so that's a part of it, too, because, you know, when there's a lot more meat on something, you know, the cooking time. Well, remember, when you get a, a, a chicken from the store, mm. like your rotisserie chicken or whatever. Bill Gates chickens. Like, they, they do inject. Oh, all kinds of stuff. Water. Yeah. And they, they feed them certain feed that helps them retain water. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll get this all the time. And we had one chicken that was like this. Mm. And I don't know if it had found a patch of worms or something. Mm. Or got, you know, a, that got all to itself. But there'll be, like, this almost jello-like pink consistency mm-hmm. between the breast meat and the skin. Okay. When you slice it open, there'll be, like, this thin layer of, like, jello, And it's basically just, like, water weight. Yeah. That hasn't been fully absorbed into the body. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a type of fat that poultry get in that area. 
yeah. when they're retaining water. When I, half the chickens, when I slice into that, I get from my providers, mm-hmm. the raw chickens, half of them have that. Yeah, with these chickens, only one of them had it, and it was very minimal. And yeah. I think it was Donovan who was cleaning, it, and he pointed out, he's like, "What? What's this? This is weird." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's not not this is just extra like fat water." Yeah, like that's fat that's not fully developed into fat yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, they so you you get that in store bought store bought chickens, and it's gonna so it's yeah, doing it yourself is gonna taste, but just like the raw milk, but it was very good. It was very good. It's gonna like it's not a, a it's a taste you become unfamiliarized with. Yes, very much so, and very like much so, like my toothpaste, like the raw milk that I dump in my coffee in the morning. You know, like mm-hmm. that that is it's such a I do because usually typically when I was drinking coffee before milk from the store, I put a little splash in there. Just just something to take like the dark, like the bite off of it, the bitter end off mm-hmm. the coffee. Dude, when I'm when I make my coffees, I first of all I do them in a quart mason jar in the morning. Mm. And I do it with coffee. And I do however much coffee is in there, I do fifty percent. So I'm going half and half milk to coffee mm. because that's how delicious that milk is. It's just creamy. It it makes the coffee like just slide down your throat. Everything <laughs> is sex. <laughs> anyway. So But no, there's flavors that we totally have no it's the same thing with grass fed beef. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I had a grass fed steak from my wife's cousin's uh cattle farm down in Salem, <clears throat> same thing. I'm like, oh, this is you know, because you, you put it in your mouth and I eat ribeyes all the time. You put it in your mouth, eat it. Um, okay, that's different than the ribeyes that I know. Yeah. But that's not that that doesn't mean that it that's the bad one because it's no not that's the way shot it's supposed up. to taste exactly exactly it's supposed to taste like that. By the way, we did get our quarter cow, fifty four pounds of grass fed, uh, ground beef. Nice, dude. Yeah, you know how many tacos we've been eating. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think next time that we do this, mm-hmm. I think we need to get um because one of the reasons why I was able to go so fast cleaning them, mm-hmm. number one, like I know like. Once I cleaned two or three, it was just all robotics for me. Yeah. It was just like all the all the muscle memories there. I know what I'm handling. Yeah. It's just, it's now I'm, you know. Just doing it over and over. Exactly. And so that's a certain unique skill that I bring to it. Like I'm not struggling for the same. Like once I get how my knife should go into this next. See, and it, I would have because I don't typically work with raw meat and knives you know, like it's yeah so not. like the first two times I, I i've realized how my knife needs the, the the angle it needs to go in to separate the esophagus and the thorax right or whatever it was from the neck and be able to pull that neck apart so i can then pull the whole sack out from the butt and the esophagus would come with it <laughs> right with the um the crawl yeah once i got that down it was just it it was just it was it was nothing but a couple good knives. Mm. Spend about fifty bucks or so on a couple good boning or deboning knives, right? And that's what you need. Because I think the one that I got because Donovan said, Donovan was using his pocket knife. Yes, he was to clean these birds. He was. And as soon as Sarah saw that I had an electric sharpener that I brought with me and a honing oh, yeah. steel, you brought out like she like went up and grabs forty knives and brought them <laughs> down to where I was and was yeah. like, "Oh, how do we use this magical thing that will?" By the way, like ladies, oh, people- I put the the edge that I put on my on my Kalashnikov mm-hmm. uh, is definitely somewhat still there from that day. It's a good sharpener. Yeah, it one hundred percent is. I kind of want to get one. So uh, a, a tip to to all the ladies in the chat. And all the men with knives, pocket knives. <laughs> yeah. 
Not kitchen knives, because you're a man. A man should carry a knife every day. A knife and a gun every day. <laughs> you should. You laugh. Um, you know how many black people were up at Mobile, man? There once was a deputy named Fife who carried a gun <laughs> and a knife. The gun was all dusty and the knife was all rusty because he never caught a crook in his life. Hmm. Brilliant. Anyway. <laughs> um, no. Shipped to all the knife if, carriers. Yeah, if you go go to Schnucks, uh-huh. they will sharpen your knives for free. Oh, for free? Really? You go take your your chef knife, your kitchen knives, whatever. Right. I'll do this like every... like you my Kalashnikov for me? Maybe. I don't know. I know they do kitchen knives, but like I'll take my knife up there every six months. Yeah, and have and, them do a real sharp like, edge here, on here it. You go. And they'll put like a super good edge on it. Yeah. Because they have like the big industrial sharpeners. Yeah. And they'll they'll put a good edge on it for free. Nice. So, Sarah, next time you're in Schnooks and you need to sharpen your knives, like just take them, just wrap them in a, in a kitchen <laughs> towel and hand them to the butcher and be like, sharpen these for me, please. 15 minutes later, you'll have super sharp knives. Yeah. And it doesn't cost you a cent. Very nice. So they're schnooks. They're, they're the fucking friendliest stores in town. Did you know that? Have you seen? Yeah, but you know what's up with schnooks, right? What? I sent this to my wife. One I fucking time. love schnooks. Don't tell me I, no, bad I know. shit about I schnooks. Know. Well, you're not going to like this. Let me see if I can search photos. Search my photos for this picture. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. I sent this to my wife because this is, this is in the foyer above the carts. This okay, sign. Okay. So the end of chicken waffle. Well. And it says, Schnooks Chesterfield Bakery. This is the sign above all the carts right when you walk in the door of the Chesterfield Schnooks. Schnooks Chesterfield Bakery is kosher certified by the Va'ad Hoer. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what any of that is. Of St. Louis. Vade Hoer. I have no idea how to say that. Certified products will have the V or V symbol on the label or on the self-serve cases. Check out our extensive selection of Parive breads, buns, rolls, and bagels. Fresh kosher meat and poultry available in our meat department. So it's very clear the kind of clientele that Schnooks expects to have. That Schnooks. Is this not on all of them? No. No, I've never seen it. No. No, no, no. You sure? Okay. Dude, I... So there's... I thought for some reason it might be, but... There's three different... That does make sense. There's three different Schnooks that I'll go to. that one. Three different schnooks I'll go to. One's the Lindenwood one. Right. One's the Jungerman. And then one's the Cottleville one. Okay. I go to the Cottleville one yeah, all the time. Four or five times a week. Yeah. And there's nothing like that. Okay. All right. Well, that makes me feel a little better. I go to the Lindenwood one and uh-huh. it's and it's like uh, like above the carts is a sign. Here's how to get more followers on your OnlyFans. <laughs> I go to the Jungerman oh, one. There's a bunch of school whores in there. I go to the Jungerman one, and it's uh, rap snacks aisle aisle seventeen. <laughs> Don't be rude. Rap snacks. <laughs> That's true, though. I've been into that one. It's a little little sketch. Little sketch. I go to the. Uh, do they have rap snacks? They probably have rap snacks. Oh, oh, yeah, they do. St. <laughs> Charles County, man. Bro. So anyway, um. No, I, I I fuck with Schnooks. Nice. Well, yeah, I thought maybe it was a Schnooks thing, but that does make sense then that they're doing it. No, at it's Chesterfield. it's because it's there's a Jewish center right up the street from me. Exactly. Right? It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. And there's a giant menorah. Have you seen this? There's on Highway 40 on the side, and it's not there's it's not like there's a you know a synagogue there or something. There's nothing there. There's like somebody's house 
it's just right under the bridge. They got somebody, you know, jerked off somebody, you know, Shlomo Shekelstein talked to Shekelberg up at the city hall and said, can I put the menorah out here for, uh, um, what is it? Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was lit then it had lights on it for that one. It's giant. It's fucking huge, Matt. It's fucking huge. And I told my wife the other day as we were driving by every day, when we, every time I drive by that thing, I'm just like, man, take it down. Like Hanukkah's over. And also, you know, my feelings on usury and most of the fo- things that you folks are into. <clears throat> but I told my wife the other day, actually, we were driving by and she had forgotten that we were like right there that, you know, I was going to make a comment about it. And I said, I was like, ugh, that's a hate crime. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, she's like, what? And I was like, they hate white people. <laughs> No comment. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, I um, giant menorah in Chesterfield. Come out and see it. It's about the only neat thing in Chesterfield. So, last thing of chicken waffen. Yeah, let's your wife wanted you to bring me a chicken. She did. Yeah, I yeah. don't want those chickens. Okay, because <laughs> like the message I sent to you that night after I'd had a little smoke and a drink. Yeah, and <laughs> like four cigarettes. <laughs> I showed her that message, by the way, because I was like, you need to understand that he, he's not mad. He I'm just, not. He had a day. I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. So, but but to me, that was something I wanted to do, do as a chef. Yeah. But it was also a ministry of, hey, I have a unique skill that can help you guys speed things along. Mm-hmm. It did. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, that I, I feel like, you know, I... I I want to do this because, like, I care about you people. Yeah. You and Meredith and Chris and Sarah. Yeah. And Donovan and, to a much lesser extent, Sam. (laughs) Would you say that we have a lot of in-group preference between us, Matt? (laughs) I would say so. (laughs) That's what I keep telling my friends, though. I'm like, man, that's what it's going to come down to. Because, you know, my my friends I've been friends with for a long time, I think, are really quite baffled by... (laughs) a lot of this that I've taken on because I think I told you this the day that we ate that the chicken finally, one of the chickens that we, mm-hmm. that we'd butchered. It was a year um, to the day, the day before that we got our first poultry. We got, we got a quail that day, a year before. Yeah. And, and then and this, a year later we're sitting down and eating a chicken that we raised ourselves. The synchronicity is it's yeah, it was notable because you didn't plan it. Not at all. My wife mentioned it. And the, she told me, I guess, you know, and she probably saw something on like Google photos on her fo- memories yeah, or Google something. Me- yeah, 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 yeah. Your Facebook, you know, yeah. a year ago. Yeah. But yeah, we had gotten quail a, a year ago uh, to the day before. And, the, and then we were eating the our synchronicity was to me like that. That stood out. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why, like from the prayer to things not working out and everybody kind of having to deal with people kind of mildly irritating them the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> to like the end and the ride home and you know just just everything that happened like that was that was a the whole thing was a sacrament mm-hmm. to a certain extent there you go and something that we were all doing for a sacrament we were all partaking in for the first time mm-hmm. and I think that we all took from that lessons and ideas and and how to do it better next time. Yeah. That, uh, no, I want that 
to me, like me pulling the warm guts out of the chicken, <laughs> that's a story I'm going to tell Lucas in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, remember that one chicken that you had that was really weird, but then you really liked, like, that was how chicken tasted for you for the rest of your life? Yeah. Like, I pulled the guts out of that fucking bird, boy. Yeah, you've, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? More than likely you did. Well, it's funny because, so they had named one because it bashed its eye in, so they named it Patch, one of the 25 meat birds. And so it's funny, we were eating it, and I'm like, well, here we go, guys, we're eating Patch. And don't get me wrong, if they think I'm not going to say that every time we eat one, they're wrong. Because of course I am. <laughs> no, they've been they've been surprising that they didn't you know they weren't upset or anything. Like a couple times, my son was like, "Oh, you're gonna kill Patch," and I'm like, "Bud, they all grew up together. Like you can't even tell. Like you know, did you notice a chicken without an eye? No. Like there's no there's no keeping them apart. It's just 25 giant birds waiting to die in Chris's backyard. <laughs> you're such a fucking dad. You're planning out your dad jokes of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And your kids are gonna be like, oh. Well, the key to a good dad joke is that it's recurring beyond when it's comfortable. And as you know, having been my friend for many years, mm-hmm. I'm—I am anything if not an expert in that. Am I not? And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> as somebody who, um, almost forty, all of my brothers and sisters are grown mm-hmm. and are currently working on their own iterations of dad jokes and things like that. Yeah, like bringing up a dad joke <laughs> in the context. Like I remember uh, my brother's bachelor party. Mm-hmm last year a little over a year ago so the i remember not the last brother to get married but the one before yeah the, the one last. before like there's six of us in like his navigator he's not driving mm-hmm. but oh he drove down there but he puts it into gear it's me my four brothers and my brother-in-law rich all in one all car the navigator yeah so it's all the brothers who've been around for 10 plus years yeah and Joel puts it in gear, and he's like, we're off like a herd of turtles. <laughs> Which is something my stepdad would always say when we were all piled into the Suburban. Headed somewhere. Yeah. Headed somewhere. Yeah. On, on a, like a long trip. Yeah. On like somewhere we normally wouldn't go. Yeah. We're off like a herd of turtles. And yeah. here we go. Now we're driving. Dude, I say and it got a my big laugh from, It got a big laugh from everybody because we're like, yep, I I get that dad joke. Yeah, I've been there. We we groaned at it mm-hmm. 20 years ago, but now we're laughing at it because it's nostalgia. Yeah. It's something that, yeah, we remember from someone who was, you know, instrumental in the formation of who we are now. Yeah. I find myself all the time repeating my dad's dad jokes or phrases, you know, just I like do that. Same thing. To, I do the same thing. To Lucas all the time. Mm-hmm. The, whole, um, the whole thing about more me. More than I'd like, actually. <laughs> the whole thing about like me, me about me having to have all my knives in a certain like don't fuck with my box don't fuck with my board don't fuck with my prep table right if i have something in a spot if you move it you better put it in the exact same spot is because of my stepdad and his tool set mm-hmm. of if i used a tool it better go back exactly how he had it before just as clean yeah or you're getting a beaten or i'm not that's the last time i ever used the toolbox ah uh, yeah and the toolbox also had the guns. Oh, in it. nice! So decent place to. I, yeah, I'm, keep I, I, I remember when he gave me a key to that toolbox. Hmm. He was like, "This is where I keep my guns. <laughs> if there's ever a tool out of place, if anything ever goes missing, like <laughs> you're dead." I'm like, "Yes, sir." Noted. Yeah. Yeah. 
but to 15 year old me that was a big deal you yeah. know well i guess that wraps up chicken waffin all in all a great day many lessons yes. were learned mm-hmm. and apparently you know like i said uh it emboldened all of us because I think, uh, yeah, I think she ordered them a couple days, a couple days after we we butchered these, we had made the decision and decided on doing the different breed, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna try some different things with them too to try and get the weight up and and things like that, and it's gonna be fun. Another thing we could do is I don't know how what Chris wants to do with that barn mm. that that he's using, but he's talked about a lot of things, hogs way down the road potentially, um, but, turn it into a chicken coop ish. Well, what I'm thinking is that there are ways so you could set that up every three months, right? Where you just convert it into a slaughterhouse. Oh yeah, for chickens. Yeah. yeah, and I think like from where the kill zone is to where there's a lot of different things you could do. With yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah, no, the setup that we had <clears throat> and then the setup that we moved to with the rain both were not super opportune. Yeah, another <laughs> thing you could be doing is because. And that's not, I'm not pointing fingers. It was just first time plus, okay, the power's going to be here and the mm-hmm. water's going to be there and, you know, all that. Yeah. Another thing that, um, now that I'm actually thinking about it is we definitely should have had someone, as soon as the chickens were butchered, uh-huh. instead of putting them in the ice, okay, immediately put them in the bags and blanch them again. Because then you just simply run. Yeah, but you don't. The, the problem with that, because we were thinking about doing that, and the reason we didn't do this, and we're not going to do it next time, is because you have to put a hole in those bags to do them, mm-hmm. and you do not want to do it in the water that you put them with their feathers in, because that water has literal chicken shit in it. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so then you're contaminating yes. your birds. Yeah, you're going. So you See, have to change at, the water. What's up? I, I've done my service safe. Come on. Well, how much did you, did you <laughs> spend on that 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 boiler? Oh, the propane thing? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. It was like 97 bucks. And it only took me like. And it worked out. It only pretty... took, me, took me like seven minutes to put that together, too. The plucker was much more complicated. Well, well. Okay. You, don't be rude. Time. It was it was more complicated, dude. There were bolts and shit I didn't need. There were. There were three people trying to put it together and helping you. Later, because when I started, I'm like, I can't fucking get this. Yeah. I hate doing that shit anyways. That's why I really try and not buy shit that is not put together. And I thought about even putting it together beforehand, but then I'm like, but then it's going to be like on its wheels or on its side with some wheels. I was like, no, I'll just take the box. We'll put it together yeah. and get there. I had the propane turkey fryer put together by the time he got the other thing out of the box. Is all I'm very, saying. yes. No, you very much did because it was way simpler. <laughs> because oh, oh it, come on. It was. Yeah. It was the, I, oh, the little all right, stand. All right. Like, I, well, what I, did you have to do? Because you didn't have to put the legs on. The legs were on. So that well, it was all stuff I've used before and done before. Exactly. So, so also. and yeah, you none put of us a hose had, on a propane tank. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, come on, man. If we were the type of people who knew to, to, how to put together a dildo machine, we'd probably have, <laughs> you know, we'd probably be working for Pornhub. So it's true. Yeah. No, it was a man. That was a that was a weird machine, but amazing though. I mean, that thing. Because think about it. If you didn't have that, that was the one thing that I was like, if we're gonna do this, this is the one thing that we have to have. Yeah, we can figure out the scalder, which I ultimately did and just bought it. <laughs> but I was like, we can figure out all this other stuff, but we have to have that because everybody I've talked to is like, oh yeah, it's a cinch. Is you have the plucker, it's a cinch to butcher your own chickens. It's different, it's new, but it's it's not that difficult, except for one person, and that was my wife's cousin. And they were they were like, oh yeah, we're 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 never doing meat birds again. We did them one time, and I was like, oh, why is that? And my wife is like, well, they didn't have a plucker. And they did like a hundred. 
Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so the plucking is is not only the time bottleneck, but the most tedious and hardest thing to do. Hmm. So that plucker really changed the game. Hmm. You mother plucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the end of Chicken Wap, and we'll put Watercast in the uh in the chapters. By the way, a, a great chance to mention um our producers. Somebody boosted today 500 stats. I'm not sure who. It didn't come through with a message. So okay. thank you. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, please please let us know uh, via the inner circle or a comment on the Telegram channel if you'd like us to, I don't know, say the N-word for you or something. It was, a, it was, um, it was Adam Curry. It, it probably was. And he wants me to say the N-word. It probably was. And he probably does. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, though. No, he, he, there's a, he, I follow him on, uh, on Fountain Podcast because you can follow other people um, and, and see their comments and boosts and stuff. Great platform. Anyways, all that to say, we are on there, Podcasting 2.0. My favorite one is Fountain because it's built right in. You don't have to screw with anything. You don't have to screw with any wallets. You'll earn sats as you listen to po- as you're listening to your regular podcast, whether they're Podcasting 2.0 or not. Uh, and then you can take those sats and you can send them to idiots like us. By the way, we get about 100 listens an episode now. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if like more folks on Langley have picked up or, you know, there's just a lot of I retards. I, that, I, I don't know. No, it's there's more retards in the world. <laughs> That's so? what it is. Yeah. yeah. As 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 society is declining, more people are like, oh, look, let me listen to this nonsense. Yeah. You think that's it? Probably. Anyways, you're welcome to remember us at give that some thought.com. Anything that you give with a note will be read, of course, unless you want to stay anonymous. We will read your notes anonymously. What if it's like like you'd like that as well? Like there's a small niche group on the internet of women who <laughs> Who in, who, Easy. who Easy. listen to us at like a two mm. and enjoy like the ASMR aspect of it. Like just, uh, yeah. just our voices. They listen for us opening the bottles and water casts. Yeah, our voices just help them fall asleep. It's extremely unlikely. But it is, but that's my headcanon now. So okay. we're gonna, well, I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably all just, you know, Jews at the NSA, but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What have we got here, Matt? I grabbed these at the mobile on the run on um, on Fifth Street there, right here in beautiful downtown St. Charles. So we've had <laughs> we have had uh, I believe New York a number of waters. New York tap water, reverse osmosis. Do we have another tap water? We have. I think we've done Pennsylvania. Fi- fi- Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, we've done Pennsylvania. I think twice. Yeah. Um, I think we did one from California. Yeah. There may have been one, one more like Midwest state. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is that? I'm, do we have another? I'm looking one? at that. I'm looking at the back label right now. And if you look at the, what do we have under source, man? Well, f- first off, let, let's let, let me let me just do the whole thing. We have La Rue. I did not realize it had an arch on it when I grabbed it. You see the arch on there? Yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Ugh. La Rue. Um, artisan spring water. Artisan. Artisan. Artesian spring water, sixteen point nine ounces, five hundred milliliters. They're already jipping um, on the size. Well, and it, it's communist speak, but it it's 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 solid. <laughs> it's a decent sized bottle. I don't think if I'm if I'm considering this, the closest we have is like that lemon water, but even that's a different, di- little bit different style bottle. Yeah, I do not believe that we have had a bottle like the this. The bottle itself is very cylindrical. The ca- the cap is wide, nice and wide. I I, I like. So far, how the bottle the feels. The water. Yeah. 
Yep, they get their bottle from the same place. It's just a black cap instead of a white cap. That's the, that's the same fucking <laughs> so which bottle. One, if you had to say, which one do you think has a better credit score? <laughs> LaRue. Which do you think knows it's Dan? All right, so we have here, then moving around the label, we have, um, let's see, Natural Electrolytes. Do we have a BPA for you? Natural Alkalinity. Family operated, family owned. It doesn't say how much the alkalinity is, though. It, I don't, we haven't gotten to there yet. All right. Uh, inside this bottle is possibly the most pure, crisp, refreshing drink of water you may ever taste. But don't take our word for it. Unscrew the cap and try it for yourself. LaRue comes from naturally formed, deep aquifer artesian spring in the foothills of Ozark Mountains on the edge of the Mark Twain National Forest. This pure, Crystal clear water has been flowing from the same family estate for generations. Now, from our St. Louis area family to yours, we hope you enjoy every last drop. Made in the USA, Facebook and Instagram hold on, logo. Though. Hold on. With the paragraph you just read, mm-hmm. if I could just remark, and even these logos on the side here, you see these little, you see these logos, natural electric lights, natural outcome, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. family owned, family operated. Those logos combined with the paragraph that Matt just read you would honestly go great on eternal water sure, or the back mm-hmm. of a Fiji. Why does the front look like a SoundCloud rapper's album cover from, from North County? Like, do you see what, I, like what Matt just read Springs, Ozark mountains, wasn't there a Christian rapper from like 10 years ago? Who's... Lecrae. You're thinking Lecrae. Okay. All right. Yeah, it wasn't LeBru. <laughs> but do you see everything from even kind of the font and this stupid, this arch thing that every but no, this, around this here is like does. a D level rapper's yes. like own water. It's like a SoundCloud. It, it looks like, yes, it looks like a SoundCloud rapper's album cover on God front. damn it, Addison. This is the rap snacks of water. <laughs> but it's not. Do you hear what you just read? This is what I'm saying. Like, there's such a, a a dichotomy between the front and back labels. I mean, this is it's baffling to me, because like I said, what you just read and you agreed could easily go on a Fiji bottle, could easily go on the most beautiful bottle we've ever had on this program, Eternal. You know what I mean? Okay, go to purelarue.com. I'm going to. I actually want to see what it looks like, because um, I want to see if it looks like a SoundCloud rapper's that's website. That's their website, purelarue.com. I am not seeing anything on this bottle about being BPA free. But is that not odd? Nothing on the bottom either. No. Uh that, nothing not about the song. alkalinity. It says it's alkaline. Yeah, we don't have a specific number here though, which is unfortunate. Okay, here we go. Natural um, electrolytes, but it doesn't say anything in the nutrition facts about the minerality. Okay, this thing is not optimized for mobile, guys. I'll let you know that. Okay, well there you go. Our story, though. Let's see what we got on our story. From the moment we are born, we are all on a journey. Yeah, I'm, I'm comparing caps between the Hucks that we did Does a couple months Hux ago. Does the fit on there? It's the, same, it's the same fucking cap. Yeah, exact same bottle. It's the same bottle. It's the same. They're getting it from the same place. Uh, we work towards crawling, then walking, then running towards our dreams. If your path is to be a manager of a company or an actor on a stage... Gay! We want to walk alongside you towards that dream. We know that water is a vital part of life, and our goal is to bring fresh, clean water to everyone, no matter the path. 
January 1830. There's a Hillcrest estate, William Nicholson and his wife, Betty. Then there's the McCall family in 1965. So they have all these different like timeline marks in their timeline. The dream is rekindled March, 2017. I don't know. I'm not going to click on all these. This is ridiculous. Our bottler began the process necessary to begin bottling LaRue. Our look and logo were born and the excitement grew really based on this logo. It does say Potosi, Missouri. I kind of want to see what this Instagram page looks like. Like, how are they advertising this themselves? That's what I'm curious about. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) What? It's just real kind of... Oh. Yeah, nothing really works with any like it doesn't seem like they have like a unified color that they're using. There's a lot of I mean, I like these if they're like maybe ones that people are sending aqua, in. Aqua green and blue, but that but also that's relaxation. That's not what I want to buy. A lot of American flags. Yeah. A lot of American flags. And then different they have a lot of people holding them and doing their thing. Oh jeez. But no, there's nothing that, yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't dry in. So you could beef up the beef up the gram, Larue. This is not this is not not looking great. Pure Larue, everybody on Instagram, follow them, comment on one of their photos that they should clean up their act. <laughs> Start trolling water water manufacturers. Blue is a good color to have. On, no, one hundred percent is yeah. With 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 water, however. It needs to be the bottle and not necessarily the background in uh, in some things. I I, I feel, yeah. Uh, anyway, going back to I've I've already had probably twenty five percent of this bottle already. Yeah, I haven't taken a drink yet. Our water experience, nature at its finest, clean, clean, crisp, and pure. Oh, look, they do have the three gallon and five gallons. Kind of nice. Oh, and I guess I so they do routes because they have these dispensers too. All right, so so they're doing like the whole. I don't. Okay. I don't. Know. I guess maybe that's closer to Potosi, but yeah. Let me get into this. So the bottle itself, very firm, very. I'll, I'll, there is not very much play in that bottle, which is, I think, probably what I like the best about the Hux. And actually, if we look at the Hux, looking for BPA on there. Ooh, that's interesting, dude. It's the same thing. Source: Hillcrest Springs, Washington County, Missouri. Larue. So Larue 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 sells this to these these sells it to Hux and Hux just slaps their own label on it. And probably a couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's how it's how capitalism works, man. There's nothing original. I I know it surprises people. I know, but believe me, I've seen the back end. There's nothing. Everything has gone through five hands of Jews. So. To make them all a shekel this is before just it a, reaches you. This is just someone from St. Louis being like, <laughs> yeah, hey, hustler, let's start yeah. a, wa- a, wa- a bottled water company. Yeah. And it's local, so we'll get, be able to get in all these different places. Mm-hmm. And they probably do. But it's the exact same thing that they're selling at Hucks. Yeah. I don't, I don't see uh, another one up there, per se, but I'm sure there are more. Or, or like I said, it, it's the person who, who runs whatever is at that spring that they're pulling out. And then it sells them. They're like, okay, well, we'll bottle them for you, Hux, and we'll and bottle then them you for you. Slap Larue. on your own label. We'll bottle them for you for yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you know where that you know that's where Watercastle. We need to start our own water brand. 
I know. Which, by the way, hearkening a little bit back to Chicken Cast, uh, you dr- t- tried some of the well water out of Chris's place. Did you have any thoughts on uh, as well, as an expert? Let's finish with the Larue. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting sweetness on the back end. Is that just me? Very sweet. It's a very sweet water. It's very smooth. Um, some coppery, little copper, maybe. Definitely sweet on the end for me. Yeah, it's very a very sweet water. Um, like you said, you nailed it with the sweetness. Um, almost a saccharine taste in the mouth. Uh, afterwards coppery coppery on uh, while it's in the mouth um the minerality is low yeah but i think that the copper overtones um go over the top it it might be that they have all copper piping or a, a, a large segment of copper piping in their uh could be something that they process it through in their processor when it in in the um while they're bottling it well, yeah, the copper's even later now because now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, right after you swallow, <laughs> everything is. I don't like the fact sweet. that they, that they advertise sweet. as electrolytes and alkaline and don't tell you what that means. The electrolytes that are in it yeah. and the alkalinity, which they don't. Um, bottle is. Uh, it does say you can call for a clean water report. I wanted to see if it was on the site here, though. The bottle is good. I, I like the bottle. I like the width of the cap. Um, it's small though. Yeah, no, it's a, these are tiny bottles. I would never grab these to drink myself. They're too small. But Larue, um, hmm. taste. It's dry and sweet. I I don't know. I, I taste is not doing much for me it's not the best the bottle integrity is good but the size is bad <laughs> ladies i'm really not seeing uh... <laughs> the, f- the, f- the fact that i know it's like exactly the same as the hux yeah like even like look at this even the hux labeling okay so they deliver a pretty wide radius there oh, okay even the which which labeling is more appealing oh hux 100 percent. yeah yeah no, the front of this is bullshit. I yeah, it looks terrible. It looks terrible. It does. It's too it does not at all match the the, the verbiage on the back and the vibe. I mean, look look at you know we got trees and shit on the website, dude. A, a f- like instead of the arch, if it's a well known part of Forest Park, or or they could have pulled like a sculpture from Lomire Sculpture Park, you know that really popular sculpture park. Some scene from the bot- from the botanical garden. Botanical gardens, yeah. Some license that, and because then, then you put on the back, and then you say, "Oh, here's the photographer, and here's why St. Louis is great," and you jerk your dick a little bit to that too. Fantastic idea. I like, know. Honestly, we're geniuses. Like we we need to be consultants on this shit. We really do you because the front of this understand. is horrible. You know, it's horseshit. It's, it may it, be it may bad. be the worst label like aesthetics that we've experienced. I don't know. I, it's it's dark it's and a bit premature, you really but, don't know what's going on. It, and I'm sure they're like, oh, we're going to be subtle with it. Yeah, but it, the, it doesn't the white work and the black all. clash. It's like if you say, I'm I'm telling you, man. Like SoundCloud rappers, their artwork it's exactly like this. Because it never matches, and it it's it's like they don't know what they're doing, and they just I like this font, so I'll do it. Mm-hmm. That I'm telling, that's who did this. Like they they got they got some guy that does like SoundCloud rappers album art here in St. Louis. I'm telling you, man. I used to know people that did this kind of thing. The white and, the white on gray is not a good look. Nothing, nothing about that. It doesn't good. pop. Yeah, it doesn't pop. Yeah, white on green, yeah. white on green, blue. Yeah. 
would pop. I mean, these are probably, you know, I don't want to be rude, but these probably sell out there at that Fifth Street Mobile. But the way the co- this cover looks. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, Matt. It's only because they were past due on their water bill and the water got shut <laughs> off. And they need something to fill up their pit bulls bowl with. So they grab this grab water. Grab bro. Um, yeah, man. I, I, it's not LaRue great. sounds like that one rapper my grandma bought me a CD of 10 years ago. Right. Because she was concerned about me. And she still is. Um, well, she's not anymore. She's not with us anymore. She's in heaven because of the Beatus. Yeah, of course not. But don't get me wrong. There's, there's, a, there's a, a thousand pictures of her floating around on Facebook, which is just a collage of about 50 closely cropped photos of her face. And then a terrible font that says, rest in peace, grandma. And 50 likes under it. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, it's, I'm not trying to be rude. It also went through the sparkle filter. Yes. Maybe twice. That diamond filter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know it's true. You know it's true. I When I was back on Facebook, regrettably so. I give it a five. It's a five. Right in the middle. Four and a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not impressed. It's not great. It's not great. There's just a lot of things that it doesn't do all the way. Like you I was said, about to say, it, it's it, missing the electrolytes. It half-asses a bunch of things and doesn't whole-ass There it is. Thing. There it is. That's precisely it. It's half-assed water. Yep. It's half-assed water, LeBrew. And again, you're welcome to take our ideas back to the drawing board. and, uh, and for, see for a fee, of course. Like, this is not. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, and this if, is all intellectual property that we're talking about with your water. 100%. Yeah. And, and as we always say, if, in fact, you do make changes and revise it and are willing to send us uh, uh, another sample in order to try, we'd be happy to do that for you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again. Give you tasting notes. Who who brings it and and how they bring it, you know, may or may not factor into the final rating of the water mm-hmm. or how much cash is there with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, man, when I was on when I was on Facebook, I used to see that shit because I added a bunch of people that I worked with. <laughs> I know. I know. And it, there would be so much of that, you know, rest in peace. My granny's birthday. You know, she's 10 years gone, and it's just 14 photos of her face in one image. <laughs> it's like the Mexicans with the with the murals on the back of the trucks, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, okay, well, you you guys are always going to do that, apparently. <laughs> and we have some of those, too, you know, as white folks. Like heroin, for example. Or, or knowing our fathers. Like, there are <laughs> just some things we're always going to do. Anyways. Do you want to get into Yellowstone cast? Yeah, let's finish it out with some Yellowstone cast. Because those edibles are <laughs> doing what they do. It has a great opening. It really does. Not too long. No, no. This nice sweeping music. The aesthetics remind you of season one of True Detective. Very epic yep. in, in how the music sounds. <clears throat> Ominous without going overboard with it. I really do enjoy the score. Oh, yeah. No, the sound is fantastic. Comparing this to, like, Succession as far as the score goes, which is another show that has very a really good, tier, yeah. very good score, this is much better. Really? You think so? Yeah. Nice. Succession is good. I don't good, know what better, but it's different. I enjoy this it's one more. It's got to be different. 
Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. I love that at the end. Yeah, the like little rattlesnake. Yeah. yeah. All right. So for oh, two years, okay. two yeah. years now, I've been telling yeah. Addison, "Don't be rude." Yellowstone. Yeah. It's like Succession. Yeah. And Sons of Anarchy. Uh huh. And dude, this is this show is right up your alley. You yeah. need to be watching it. And he was like, "Oh well, no. Let me tell you how Disney is destroying our culture, <laughs> and just one like." I totally sworn off TV, bro, except for rewatching Mad Men 14 times a day. Okay, that you fuck you. I <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing about Mad Men from you, motherfucker. I brought it up because it's a good show. I've seen it three times, and that's it. Yeah, well, okay, it's a great show. No, it's a fantastic show. I never finished because it wasn't good enough. But <laughs> the fact you have <laughs> sludged through it three times is, I mean, a credit to you your don't mediocrity. Have to sludge through it. There's there's no sleeper <laughs> episodes, man. Don't be well. Don't be rude. There were several Peggy episodes that were like, well, oh, come well, on, yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, yeah, yeah. But those, see, on the second and third like, watches, I could justify falling asleep during those. Peggy and whoever <laughs> she potentially wants to fuck. No offense, Peggy. Yeah. No offense, Peggy. Like you're a four and you're on TV. Get the fuck out of here. No one wants to see it. God, you would have hated girls. <laughs> I I watched the first season of Girls and it was Did you? Yeah. 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 Not dude. Number one. Do you ever sh- think to yourself because I think to myself all the time, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, if I could go back and get time back. Yes. Unre unwatch like, girls. Yeah. Unwatch unwatch girls would be one mm-hmm. of them. Would be would definitely be one of I them. I would I would I un- can't believe every every second I wasted like yeah. giving my my time and, and attention to that garbage. I remember watching objective rerun, reruns of Dharma and Greg and, oh, and Matthew Beck, and Becker. Okay, Becker's okay though. No, Becker's no, fine. that was no, that was Ted Danson <laughs> at his worst. It's well, it was the guy who used to be on Cheers. I know, I know. I used to sneak it. I used to sneak it because it would come on like in the afternoons on like KPLR yeah. eleven. And and when I got older, like my mom would like leave us at home, so we'd sneak it on, you know. And that was one of the things that was on. It entertained me as a youth. Me too. But, <laughs> but I could have been working time out. Time back. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyway. A lot of things we could have been doing with that time. Um, anyway, so this TV show that we both love and have wasted time on. <laughs> so I've been telling him for almost two years now, watch this show. Yeah, watch Yellowstone. And now you, I'm going to tell you this. I told my wife this, and I told her I was going to say it on the show. You're not going to like this. And I apologize. I, I do, Matthew. And I realize it's hurtful what I'm about to say. You have told me several times um, on this show, watch Yellowstone or get out of here so I can watch Yellowstone, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, and I never quite did. Mainly, largely, because I did not want to get invested in another TV show. That's not against you. That's just, I, sure. I really, I'm trying to avoid that with where I'm going in life. And, uh, <laughs> but I was watching... As I've mentioned on this program before, and I, I keep it on when I say watching, you know, as I'm working or whatever. Um, the Joseph Farrell and Dr. Joseph Farrell and Catherine Austin Fitch usually do about a three or four hour, three or four hours per part, and they do a two parter at the end of every quarter, a wrap up for that quarter. Mm-hmm. And they talk about all, I've sent you a couple of them, I think. Yeah. Over mm-hmm. time, it, they're amazing. You know, it's just her expertise, his expertise. They they work well off of one another. They cover the whole gamut of, you know, 
they're both sociopolitical, they're both incredibly intelligent, wise people. Very well read. Yeah, they're it's amazing. I love them. They're huge. But I was watching one of those, and she was talking about they they got to the portion where they were talking about um, you know finances or, or something of that nature. And she mentioned that she's advising people not to put things in these sort of long-term retirement things because they're not going to be around. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just not. And one of the things that she said was, she's like, you know, I don't know. She's like, I know several of my subscribers, because she has a subscription model as well, um, watch it. But she's like, I don't know if any of yours do. But if you watch the show Yellowstone, like, what they have to go through to keep that branch is what it's going to come down to you know, as this kind of new world order plays out. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch Yellowstone. I know. So Catherine Austin Fitz name dropped it. And that got me to watch it, Matt. All right. And, all right. and years of you chiding didn't. And I apologize for that. That's fine. And you know what? In hindsight, I was wrong. You were. I was wrong. You were. And that's fine. I'm man enough to admit that I was wrong. Because in like three <laughs> days, you blew through the first up the season. <laughs> Babe, I haven't. I've been mostly working. Mostly working on the computer. Yesterday, you were halfway through the second. <laughs> Stop. It's not like I'm almost done. It's not. It's it. Anyway. I'm, I'm on like the second episode. <laughs> no, that show has ruined my life this week. <laughs> Good. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lying. I've, I've made some poor decisions based around that show. Well. Not the least of which is ice cream and edibles. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have edibles. Because you watch that first episode and you're like. How much better would this be if I were high? No, no, no. I think I, I think like I four straight episodes watching. Yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic show. It's very well written. Mm -hmm. Um, it's Kevin Costner at his second best performance after um, dances. Um, no, at, after Jonathan Kent and Man of Steel. <laughs> he, he was, was better. A, he, in, was an, he was he was an amazing Jonathan. He Kent. was better in Waterworld. Um, never seen any of that stuff. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, no, it, it really is Kevin Costner kind of playing the patriarch. Well, he's he's playing a role that Kevin Costner has always kind of been. You watch any Kevin Costner field film, whether it's Field of Dreams, Never Seen It, Waterworld, Never Seen It, um, Dances with Wolves, Never Seen It. That's a quality flick. Dances with Wolves. Yes. Okay. It, he won an Oscar for it for best actor. Oh, nice! And it was it won best actor for it, it won like it set a record for um Oscars. the amount of Oscars won. Oh, fun! Until Return of the King, nice, which broke that in two thousand three or four. Um, I was. But yeah, it's it's one of his his best best. It's it's arguably his best movie is Dances with Wolves, where he plays this confederate soldier who is or not confederate but he's this union soldier after the civil war and he's the only soldier assigned to this fort okay and he has to try to rebuild this like small like basically it's a, they call it a fort but it's a homestead okay by himself by himself for years and he's interacting with indians the oh, whole fine. time i bet that is interesting so then it's about his relationship going as this white man who has this outpost in the middle of fucking nowhere hundreds and hundreds of miles from any white person right and he has to maintain this fort and it's about him kind of going native okay interesting 
And then there's a conflict at the end with the army moving in, and you know he has to pick a side. Blah blah. blah. There's a a a, a, a Indian woman involved. Mm. You know, as there so often is, hot and steamy teepee time. <laughs> I need to get my old lady out there on the, on the brush for some teepee time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, if I have a complaint, season three way too fucking mushy. Hold, hold on, hold way on. too fucking mushy. He's that's not on bullshit. season three. He's not on three season three. No, Meredith. that's right, babe. But if I was. It's way too mushy. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> okay. So in all every single role that Kevin Costner has ever played, yeah. he's always a little tired. <laughs> right. Okay. If he, uh, seriously, I've I've watched I I, I liked Waterworld. Mm-hmm. I liked The Postman. Okay. Okay. Which were two movies that he made that were just dogged on. Because mm-hmm. after Dances with Wolves, everyone was just trying to throw whatever that they could. At him. Yeah. And he made some poor decisions. <laughs> During that time period. In what scripts he should accept versus reject. Hey, man, you got to pay the bills. Let's not be rude. It's true. So, he his, as an actor, he's always, he always looks like he could use, like he got up too early and went to bed too late. Yeah. <laughs> and as the patriarch of that family, in that character. You know it's true. Exactly. Yeah. Like he has spent 40 years going to bed too late and having to get to up too early. Yeah. That character has. Yeah. So it's the perfect role for Kevin Costner. It really is. He he really nails it. Have there been any Emmys, by the way? I meant to ask you. They ha- I think they've been nominated. I'm sure nominations, but does anybody want any? Or any? I don't I don't think so. Because I could see it, man. It is it is a fantastically well written show. So now that that's the most popular show on any streaming service right now. I, I I could see that. That's the flagship for Paramount. Like after the first season, people caught on, and season two, yeah, was huge. It, like because that's when I started watching too. But season two, like Paramount saw their subscriptions just go through the roof. I'm sure, and it was because of that show in Middle America. Everybody watches that fucking show. I'm like, there are I know one, two, three. Uh, there's probably at least a dozen people I work with. Yeah. Who watched that show? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there is a whiskey brand that was launched two years oh, ago. That's, that's not surprising. Nice. It's Yellowstone whiskey. Nice. And they have, f- I think, three or four different versions of the bottle. They have like a, a rye, like barrel aged, all these different like like barrel proof. All like, based off that show. And, and the brand Yellowstone was licensed to be... The whiskey for the show, and if you watch season four, the bottle is in a couple shots. No, Yellowstone no whiskey. That's funny. In a couple different shots. I mean, yeah, and and it's actually um, we had a lady come in into Rackhouse a couple months ago. Yeah, because we had a Yellowstone like barrel pick. I don't know. It wasn't barrel pick. It was we were getting a special like for limited edition. Oh, okay. Of the Yellowstone in. And we made it like one of our barrel picks. We did a raffle, and then we sold it by the bottle, premium, pre-orders, that kind of thing. Yeah. We sold out. Yeah, yeah. So she went to the liquor store next door, and he had like six cases. Oh, really? Of it. And he was telling me this. She bought four of them. (laughs) My goodness. And she said, because she wants to sit on them like Ah. Beanie Babies. I don't know that that'll pan out but it could no it won't but 
still, like, she was like, oh, it's the zeitgeist. Everybody's into the show. Everyone I know loves yeah. the show. Yeah. I'm going to be. It'll quite pan out the way she's like, but okay, I can respect the, uh, respect the hustle. Sure. Yeah. But that's <clears throat> where the show is right now. Like, everybody fucking loves the show. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm another one. Well. It's a, it's it's very well written. It's um now for those listening and and my wife and I have already discussed it because apparently Chris watches it with his wife. And I'm not I do not mean to throw that in your face, babe. Because we we I mean I know my wife mm-hmm. very well. She wouldn't We've be done, into it. She she would love the story. The violence and the characters, yeah. She it would not like I was thinking even the other night and I was like, okay, maybe, you know, we can kind of do it. And then, and then there was that, uh, <laughs> return to sender <laughs> that they did where they, and I was like, so yeah, that's, I can't, that's another thing about this, about this show. It's supremely violent. It's the Not most, all the time. it's the most popular show on streaming services right now. Yeah. Stranger Things season four just dropped a couple months ago. <laughs> And ultimately, that's going to get more eyeballs. Yeah. But as far as a consistent viewer base. Yeah. As far as the adult. I think the boys can. Well, the boys is more on the right. I think. Well, the boys is uh, another show. I, I mean, they're, at any given time, you can't say this show is the most popular. Yeah. But when Yellowstone is airing their episodes, that'll be the most popular thing on streaming services. Yeah. And then you have the boys and then you have... You know, it, it, it ebbs and flows. It's not how it used to be, you know. Yeah. We can gauge. Yeah, or compete with that slot because it was on an actual television. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now it's everyone's just on their phone, whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's it's one thing I love about the show is that it Return is <laughs> masculine. Very much so. Even the, the characters are supremely even, masculine. Even the main female character. <laughs> and the female character, the, the female characters in it. Yeah, there's one character, Casey's wife. Yeah, who is very much a feminine aura, feminine or feminist. She is a bit. I hate that. Yeah, but ideology. But even the female characters are very much um, masculine. Get it the fuck done. Yeah, like they're not talkers; they're doers. Mm-hmm. And it's a very show with a very very masculine traditionalist conservative moralist ideology i don't know about moralist but <laughs> okay so maybe not moralist but do, do the right thing in your own eyes at whatever cost perhaps is <laughs> get it done take care yeah. of business no it, it very much is and and yeah they, they address that in the in the fourth season there's a subplot okay um with kevin costner's character that kind of addresses um liberalism environmentalism that kind of thing okay yeah but well, the EPA has been on the horizon for the whole episode or for, for the whole series. For this, this whole series. And that's kind of a, a, a thing I like about it. And I think a thing a lot of people like about the show is that it is masculine. Yeah. It makes no room for gay, trans, they, them pronouns. Right. PC culture. It is. It is masculine. Gay, gay is used as a pejorative again. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the one time when she when she was teasing her brother, and and he's like, you know, how did he, just like you know, I've got something to ask you or something, and she's like, no, dad won't love you when you tell him you're gay. I was like, oh yeah, of course he won't, because no dad wants a fag for a son. 
Anyways, shouts out to our gay followers. Um, All one of them struggling with monkeypox at the moment. It's true. It's true. Very, very... It's tragic. Yeah. Many such cases, I'm told. Um, no, it's, it's a fantastic show. The characters are very well. I don't know. I don't know that I have a favorite. Um, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, uh, um, John because he's just such a bastard. I mean, you really see why he does it. You really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the necessity of a lot of what he does, but at least from my point of view, you know, that <laughs> it doesn't, it does not change the fact that many times he is pure evil like like just pure evil yeah um i really like the old guy the old ranch hand mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he says some of the wisest shit on the show yeah he really does um rip is a great character mm-hmm. i think i texted you about him some shit you know because he's a he's a fixer that's what he yeah. is mm-hmm. he, he's a fixer and uh yeah, I texted you and I was like, "Man, he makes Ray Donovan look like a child's book <laughs> or a child's comic book or something." Because he, he, man, when he fixes something, he generally fixes it all the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Casey if is you another character drift. you really, you really want to like. He is. Um, I don't know, man. He's he's. I feel like they have not told enough of his backstory, uh, or 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 quick enough. You know, maybe they plan to, and maybe they do more because, because to me, that is the wishy washiest motherfucker I've on the entire series. Like yeah. everybody says it's Jamie, but it's like no, like it's this dude. Like I'm in, I'm out, I'm, and I know you said you know you're like, oh, his son is a useless plot point. I don't see that as a father, but but he him I don't really personally like that much. Well, just he's let, way too wishy washy. Just let's let things play out. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, and I'm yeah, and obviously I'm 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 early on with a lot of that. You but are, at least, but at you least are. where I'm at at allegedly at the beginning of season three, um, yeah, man, it's just like come piss or get off the pot, dude. Like do something. So with Jamie, you kind of want to scream at the screen a like, bit, like, but his sister does that enough. Do for something. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she does it in the wrong way. Um the way this yeah. the way this cuz she knows Oh, she's she's hurtful. Yeah. That what she does is going to motivate him to make the wrong decision. Yeah, and that's times, the thing yeah. with Jamie's character is that he is spoiled by his sister who he reacts to and she knows how to get a rise out of him in the exact right way. In the exact right way to Every make time. him fuck it up. Every time. And so his character is ruined <laughs> by Beth. Okay. Who is quite... I don't, I don't think it would be much better without her. Quite though. possibly the worst character that's ever appeared. The most evil, conniving, selfish bitch. Ever to be on television. Ever to be... Like, like Darth Vader. <laughs> Sauron. <laughs> Um, the bad guy from Harry Potter, right? Like all rolled into one. Yeah. It doesn't even come Hector, close. Hector Salamanca, like just all Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> like all those people pale in comparison to how spiteful this bitch is. It's it's over the t- yeah. At very the much same so. time, uh-huh. being so fucking hot. You think so? Oh my god, dude! Oh man, she's so attractive. Here we go again. I I do I. I don't. I do not think so. 
I really don't. I really don't. Are you watching like the feature film for families like version <laughs> of Yellowstone where I they're like they dude, get rid that, they, okay. they edit out all okay. like all the cleavage it's, shots? It's no, no. And she's got you know. So there's there there's then this is one thing I really like. There's very little nudity in the show. Yeah, uh, at least so far. You know, a, a fleeting nipple sort of nudity, which I mm-hmm. I really you know I I don't even notice you know like that's. It's not lock screen. Like that's, that's I saw that uh the other night when we were din- yeah, doing the chickens. That's that's my jam right now. You know, I'm really trying to which is why also again I was like, I don't want to get invested in another show. But that is one thing I really appreciate about it. Mm-hmm. A fleeting nipple, which is fine. I'm fine with fleeting nipples. <laughs> fleeting nipples aren't stumbling blocks, I don't feel like. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, yeah, I'm getting I, I have the full episodes. I I that her face is the the perfect cross between and that that like that overbite that she has, like her face is the most punchable but whorish face ever. It's pure trash. Like it's the kind I know, of face and that it's if hot. You, it's not. It's not. No, it is. It's, it's so not. She, like that. It's that, not that overbite. It's plus, not. I I the way I don't her nose like any of it is. She's the kind of person that if you ran over, like you wouldn't feel bad. I'm. T- she's so. That face is not great. We have, it was probably five years ago, Uh we had the same exact conversation on this podcast. About who? About season two of True Detective. About who? uh, The main, the chick? You mean, you remember? I don't think so. No, 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 no. You remember the mob boss? Who is he played by? Comedian. Um, um, Been in a bunch of comedy films. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. His wife? Yeah. That's the same actress. Really? Yes, that's the same actress. No kidding. Kelly Riley. Mm-hmm. She, but so she didn't have much of a role in that one because there was a main female lead. But you're talking about his wife. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, she didn't have much of a role. She, well, I don't think. she was in it quite a bit. But okay, but, I don't. I don't. I mean, it was season two of True Detective. I've done my yeah. best to block it out. Yeah, to, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude. Yeah. But yeah, not. I mean, if you're watching True Detective, you can skip season two. Each season is a different story, so you ain't missing shit, and that one, you really ain't missing. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, you and I were kind of like, okay, this is, it's especially after season one, like, we almost didn't watch season three. That's how bad season two was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> anyway, okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't find the look, I do not find the look attractive. I think it, it's, it's, no. I mean, you know. It's, it, she can get it. Okay, well, good for you. I, uh, uh, yeah, she's, ugh. she's, and, and, and not to mention like what you, what you said about her character, mm-hmm. like because of her character, I'm like, no, yeah, she, no, it's a very punchable face as a result of her character and, and that look that I just can't, the Lauren Boebert, pure okay. trash yeah. look. Now, oh, okay. Jimmy, how you feel about Jimmy? I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent about Jimmy. I really like the fact that he was a virgin. I like that little side plot point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she's obviously, I mean, come on, bro. Like, don't, don't. It's crazy. What do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, <clears throat> that being said, uh, I like Jimmy. What, I like what, his what do they call them in that show? The, the girls who hang out the, the, oh, the buckle uh, bunnies. Buckle bunnies. That's buckle right. Bunnies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll know what they are, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like Jimmy. Why? Does Jimmy die? No, no. I'm just, I'm just wondering. No, like each major character. Yeah, like I would, I, I would put him as a major character. I would too. I, I really like Rip. 
He's a fixer, yeah. but a lot of heart. Like he's he's probably like one of the best characters on the show. Season three really uh-huh. digs up into his backstory. Yes, I've noticed that. But with what I said earlier about it being so mushy, mm-hmm. that's part of it. That's the mushiness I don't mind. But there's so much mushiness between like Casey and his wife. Like, oh, I love you I will forever. Oh, and I'm like, Shut by the way, the his wife. Up. His wife. Oh, that's eleven out of ten. That, she is so beautiful. She really is. It's a classic beauty. I like, mean, she's way too skinny. I mean, it's but, yes, 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 yes. But oh my god, yes. her face <laughs> and the hair and just like no, she's she's a beautiful. She's she embodies that sort of indigenous like it she's she's very beautiful she's she's the most beautiful woman in the planet mm. right mm. now with chinky jeans okay <laughs> no she got chinky jeans she's there's there's asian there she does yeah i think she's actually like japanese and hawaiian like oh no actress. kidding i think really? so yeah oh well, that's cultural appropriation is she supposed to be like creek or whatever there whatever rainwater is <laughs> speaking of which him is a villain rainwater um, you know, I, I did not as like the long-term him. overarching villain. I did not like him at a certain point. I was like, oh, he's a boring villain. Mm-hmm. But then when they, when, when they all teamed up with, uh, what's his nuts, who's been in a lot of shows, um, um, the financier guy. Yeah. yeah. I forget his name on the show. It, a, f- a face you've seen in a bunch of a shows. A dozen other things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and always good, you know, yeah, at least, yeah. um, I really like when they teamed up with him, and I really like the way that he's like John's like evil yin and yang thing that they got going on, mm-hmm. at least right now at the beginning of season three. That could change because I do really get bored with him. Like to me, the most exciting yeah. thing about Rainwater is his sidekick, the sage burning guy who does all this, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know, sir. You know, I, I'm not paid to get like he's he's to me the wisest and best part about the Rainwater saga. But remember, like, he is to Rainwater what what Rip is to John to, Dutton. Yes, yes. We we haven't seen that from him though. I I imagine. Okay, uh, mm-hmm, okay. Will that mm-hmm, will that itch be scratched? Mm-hmm, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I the only thing we've seen from him is like he came over to the ranch once and was like, "I was sent to help." And yeah, it's like okay, parades. <laughs> but but uh, but he very much is, and you can tell that. And I would like to see that out of him because yeah. I love him as a character. Yeah, no, it's not it, even really a main character, yeah. but. Uh, who else do we got? Tate. Fuck him. <laughs> he, you know. Oh, I got a horsey okay. I have to feed. Now I'm kidnapped. Oh, <laughs> life sucks. Um, now, look good as a little Nazi, though, didn't he? My little PTSD. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I mean, he brings a, a welcome kind of child to the show. Yeah. I just wish I'm so I, I really don't like Gazy's character. He's okay. way too wishy-washy for me. Yeah. At least right now. All right. The bunkhouse. The bun- <laughs> Who's your favorite character in the bunkhouse? <laughs> the bunkhouse. Well, I really liked Avery for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, actually, when that happened, I was kind of like, I thought maybe the show was going downhill. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, why are you putting a woman in here with a bunch of cowboys? Like, yeah. That's not, it seems off. But they did it well, and now they're on the second one. Uh, but Bunkhouse, that old dude, I forget his name. That's that's my dude, man. He says some wise shit. He's seen some shit, and he also doesn't take any shit. Yeah. You know? I really like that about him. <clears throat> There's a scene coming up in season four. Yeah. Or maybe even late season three. That between Rip and him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. 
Okay. He's uh, one of my favorite characters. Really is. The, and I know he's probably going to die at some point. The, and that's that's the sing, upsetting. The singing cowboy. Uh Oh, the singing cow. I didn't like him from the beginning. Which, his name's Bingham. So like Ryan thought, Bingham, I think. But he's actually a country and western singer. Oh, is he? Yeah. His singing was good. He's, because he's I had, think he played out like over the credits a couple episodes. He's had a, he few, a few like like top 40 country songs. Radio. Okay. Yeah, and he, I, I appreciated that, but he, I didn't like him as a character. I wasn't sure I how don't to feel. Either. When he first came on, he was like, um, you know, Rip hated him, and I thought that that was going to build out the fact that um, Rip was a bastard, and, and, but then it, it kind of didn't, and so then I just hated him the whole time. Like, yeah. I, I honestly looked at him the way that Rip did. I'm like, what is he, you know, he took the brand and didn't want to do shit. Same. Like, yeah, same. Um, you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of any other characters. Yeah, I don't know. There's somebody out there we're missing in Chris and Sarah. Like, what about? Well, Can't I talk about I, them all. You're only you. You're not. You're not caught up yet. No, scratched into season three. So there's a couple things like I just can't talk about. Oh yeah, and I'm sure there's other characters too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> careful! Don't be spoiling it, bro. That'd be the, disrespectful. The horse trainer. The horse buyer. The horse trainer. The horse buyer, horse buyer, horse buyer, horse buyer. Where's Jimmy right now? Uh, in the hospital. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, he was just riding rodeo. But the guy who does the rodeo. Oh, the guy that he first did the rodeo against out of Texas, the family, who's shown up a couple like a cameo. N- I don't think so, but he he's. So the guy who is the showrunner and main writer. Uh huh. Shows up as a character. Oh, really? And he's like the rodeo guy. Okay. Who, who he's the guy who goes and like buys horses and studs and stuff. Right. For John. Nice. And breeding bulls and stuff like that. Yeah. And then brings him back. And I think he comes more in, in season three, and season four comes more into play. His okay. character. Okay. Yeah. Then I think I know who you're talking but about the sh- at the, sh- the beginning the, of season three. Yeah. But the showrunner. Because I'm only right in the beginning. Of the showrunner three. is an actual character and is a really likable character. Really, Honestly. that's awesome. So, nice. I'm to check that out. But his, him and Jimmy have like, um, I think in the last part of season three, him and Jimmy have like a secondary arc, uh huh, between the two of them. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's a very layered show. There's a lot of like every character is written really well. Yeah, like, if you notice, like even it's, it's well done. Like all the characters that we've mentioned, um, yeah, that they, they all have such backstories and such relationships with other characters that they're really good am i like a weird stoner or did the episodes go down in length in season three i think they did okay yeah because they feel shorter um either way that was just an aside yeah it's a great show i enjoy it it's supremely violent the problem is um and this is why my wife will never watch it probably i mean she's certainly welcome to give it a go but she well she she gets like she'll see a show about you know, something or other or whatever it is. And then, and then she'll have a nightmare about the scenario. And so, you know, and I really, you know, I, I don't want that to be the case for, yeah. her, you know, so, um, but yeah, she, she very much, she, she has that phenomenon. And, and if I did, I, I would not be watching the show. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> like based on some of the, I mean, like I said, like it, it makes like some of the breaking bad deaths, you know, like, I mean, you, you know, they haven't topped the bathtub of acid, you know. Come on, that's pretty, you know, in terms of TV history. 
but uh and dexter of course has as that's that thing but man there there are some fixes in this show that are it's like oh man boy that so really blew that guy apart didn't they <laughs> okay so the character who is when it's violent it's really the showrunner of yellowstone Uh uh-huh you remember he was the deputy in sons of anarchy oh really i did not and then when they killed off the old deputy i can't place him they killed off the old cop he became the sheriff okay yeah it's been forever since i watched sons but it's that character it's the same guy anyway nice um so the show has eighteen or not? I'm sorry, Yellowstone has a spinoff. Okay, it it aired this past like winter spring. Yeah, like January through March. What was it called? 1883. Oh, interesting. And it was about the first Duttons. No kidding. To settle into Montana. Interesting. And it was about their trip on the Oregon Trail. Wow. Just one season. <clears throat> Just one season. They're doing another show of it about the next generation. I think it's called like 1910. Okay. But it's about the next generation of Duttons. To build up a bunch of backstory. That's interesting. Building up the backstory. And I think that what they plan to do is do an anthology. Right. Of of each iteration of the Duttons up until a certain point before you have the main character. Yeah. Probably up into like John we're not, Dutton. We're not, not going to do future Duttons in space? Damn. <laughs> John Duttons, like him being born or his young childhood. Right. right? And with that, yeah. Interesting. So they're going to do, do at least two seasons of this. They already did, done, did one. And it is, first off, the original John Dutton is right? played by Tim McGraw. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and bro. <laughs> he, Tim McGraw, he of all people, fucking kills it. Really, he is so good. No kidding, he's not really. He's not an actor, is he? He's not, but he's he's so good. Well, well, there you go. His, his the his wife in the show mm-hmm. is played by Faith Hill, <laughs> his real life wife. Really, that's kind of odd. And she fucking kills it. No kidding. They are both you so... You really wouldn't think that that would work. Dude, they're both so fucking good in this show. That's wild. And Sam Elliott... Right. ...plays the the, the other one of the other main characters. Yeah. So it's the two of them, Sam Elliott... <laughs> I'll bet and, that's great. And then their daughter... Okay. ...who is supposed to be this 16-year-old, blonde, blue-eyed... Trad wife? No. Fiery and fierce, independent, oh, okay. strong young woman. And it is the worst dog shit acting you've ever seen. <laughs> she is so fucking bad. Right. She's. It's. It's so bad. It's so good. It's so bad. Right. She does these voiceovers like Sons of Anarchy style voiceovers Ugh. at the beginning and the end of every episode. Yikes. And I, jo- I made a joke to uh, one of my coworkers who watches the show. Loves Yellowstone. And he and I were both watching each episode of 1883 as it came out. <laughs> yeah. And I made a joke. I was like, listen, 1883 isn't the year this is occurring. 1883 is the amount of boyfriends she's had by the time they get to the end of the Oregon Trail. <laughs> because she she has like four different boyfriends in eight episodes. 
And eventually, at the very end of the episode, she dies. And then the original John Dutton, Tim McGraw, is like, wherever she dies, that's where we'll settle <laughs> over her grave. And then that's, they end up there in Montana. Right. And now it's the Yellowstone. Anyway. Yellowstone cast, everybody. It's, uh, it's a decent show. I'm, I'm really liking it. It's I, enjoyable. I really like the masculinity of it. It really vibes with me with where I'm trying to head in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why it's popular. It's a it's a red pill pushback about uh, against all the fucking woke that's well, crammed into every society. that's crammed into every every single episode society. of TV. Like I just finished an episode where, and I don't you know really remember the context of this. Who's the gay character in in, in Yellowstone? There isn't one. Exactly. N- number one, and and I just finished an episode where Rainwater has this dialogue with um I don't know, whoever the new developer is or whatever in in season three. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says, people weren't meant to live like you do in all that concrete. And he goes on this sort of like speech about concrete living versus living off the land and being Mm -hmm. a part of the land, you know, and of course it's, it's couched in his idea of, you know, his people and all that, you know, for him to be a villain, that villain. But the fact that he said that, and I was like, I was like, yes, yes, this nigga gets it. <laughs> there's a there's a John Dutton speech, not speech, but a dialogue he has with well, another it, character. A lot of his dialogue in, in season four that really kind of hits the environmentalist. Yeah, well, ideology. And, and in season three, he's like, you know, oh, we we move the camp up here. I'm doing this new thing where I only I only hang out at places where my phone doesn't get reception, and the rest of the time it's on the kitchen table. Yeah, like you know, no, it's it's a hundred percent a pushback against industrial society. With oh, well, we got to put an airport in here. There's a ski lift. There's everything else. Now I, I I really like the show, man. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least talk about this. I know, yeah, we're over two hours here, man. Marathon. Uh, it banging them out. Um, what's on your mind for this week's episode? Chris says, and I guess you know this could be our second half of show now that we're doing two twenty in. Um, balkanization in the United States is it inevitable? He says. <laughs> so do we want to do? We want to talk about current events and all that or what uh i don't i don't know on the balkanization thing specifically it's either a a balkanization process i think that'll happen or or just a a, a, you know complete breakdown a complete breakdown of (laughs) civilized society in the united states as we know it those are the only two ways out of here that i see like I don't see necessarily a slow drip of just the totalitarian totalitarianism until one day we just we're all worshiping the blue helmets and we just you know take our corn syrup passes to go see our movies and that sort of thing. Yeah, because to me, I I we're already there. We're pretty much there. So yeah, I don't know. I think those are kind of the two options for what happens here in the states. What do you think? Balkanization is it inevitable? <laughs> well, the podcast I was listening to when you got here. Mofax was yeah. uh, actually talking about that, about how um, the re-election of Donald Trump really didn't matter so much as the Supreme Court setting precedent in giving states, in in returning states' rights yep. in a lot of different issues, mm-hmm. because that's what's really going to matter moving forward, is that states have autonomy away from the federal government. Right. So that states can make their own laws and say, okay, but but done as a way to protect red states. Right. So 
you're a Californian. Crime is through the roof. <laughs> you you wake up worst kind of you crime. wake up and look out your kitchen window with your morning coffee, and there's two homeless people taking a dump <laughs> on your back porch with heroin needles. You're taxed it a, a, a terrible amount. Yeah, like it's smog. It's and, gross, and no plastic straws in the whole state. A jury is that, and everything kind of sucks. So you look at Texas, <laughs> and we're like. Let's move to Texas. We can still live our urban dream. Right. And we're going to vote. Then we're going to vote for the same stupid, shitty laws that turn California into a (laughs) hellhole. Precisely. But by giving back states rights on things like abortion and gun control, which the Supreme Court has done. Yep. The past few months. What you've done is create a hedge that, yes, you're liberal. You you are a socio uh, socialist communist, the, you know the purple hairs. You yeah the exactly. Hairs. As and, they're affectionately and you, and you look at program. Missouri and you're like, oh, I can't get abort, I can't get abortions, and oh, no gun control. Yeah, but Illinois, maybe I can move there, right? You know, and get killed In, on the streets of Chicago, Indiana. <laughs> you know, might be Ohio, right? Might be a better option. And it's done to, uh, it was a way to give states more autonomy to prevent a blue wave of what's going to happen in the next 10 years is all these liberals and all these Democrats fleeing these cities. <laughs> They've turned into shitholes yeah. by voting for their and supporting their bleeding heart. Feel good bullshit. Feel good bullshit. (laughs) Ideology that actually doesn't empower anyone. It doesn't help anyone. All it does is create more chaos. Yeah. And so rather than staying where they are and fixing the problem by saying I was wrong and my ideology is wrong. Yeah. And how I voted for the past 20 years is wrong. And fixing it, they're going to leave. Yeah. And they're going to go to red states. And they're gonna they're gonna forget about it and say none of that was my problem for how I for the politics I promoted and voted for. Right. Let's go to this backwater hick town and I'm gonna wave my master's degree in feminist education in their face <laughs> and say, You ignorant yokels, you should be voting the way I used to vote for. Right. And in twenty, thirty years it's gonna turn all those red states into fucking shitholes. Yeah. Then we'll have the just whole like country. Chicago and 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 you know. East LA. St. Louis yeah. and L.A. Yeah. and Portland yeah. and D.C. and, and New York. <laughs> yeah. And Chicago. So I think that the, the maybe not the balkanization, but the states, individual states having much more, fuck you, fuck off, federal government. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> and fuck off anybody who looks at our state and be like, we could move there. Mm-hmm. Oh, abortion is le- illegal. We can't move there. Yeah, let's let's move. To Good. The, let's, Good. Let's move somewhere else. Let's move to Nevada. Yeah, abortion is legal there. You did know? You, did you see that? A and uh, there's not as many black people, but we'll vote <laughs> to import them anyway. <laughs> there was a sheriff in a county in Missouri that that basically wrote this letter, um, and a couple other like Franklin County, I think, just did it like last week. Like their sheriff came out and was like. Federal gun laws, fuck them. They don't want anything yeah. to do us. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but no, this this guy, I forget, it was like Somerset County or Smith County. It started with an S. I don't remember what it was, but I posted it in the in the Telegram channel, the GTSD ch- Telegram channel. And I was like, base Missouri Sheriff, because the dude wrote a letter, like, I don't know, to the council or, or, or whoever or whatever. I skimmed the article, to be fair. And he basically said, <laughs> he was like, look, look, I have... Uh, you know, retained legal counsel on my own dime and, and done the math on this. And as a result, all of the CCW holders in my County, um, because of what the federal government is doing and is looking into this and asking for these lists and things like that. Um, I have taken all of the records off site, and, uh, that way, if they, they do issue a search warrant here or try and ask me for them, I can legally say, no, we don't have them. And I can promise you I'll never give them to him. So what you're telling me is that he <laughs> lost all his records in a boating accident. Exactly. Precisely. He <laughs> lost all his all the records in a boating accident. I know. I was like, I was like, well, the state is holding on. By God. <laughs> We're doing it somehow. By the way, Jet, that joke I just told that that got Hango. I know it got him. Oh, for sure. Um, which is as I've mentioned several times on this program, that is where I lost all my guns. Was <laughs> once in a boating accident. Tragic boating accident. It was terrible. It was terrible. But they all went down. Every one of them. <laughs> Sorry, ATF. <laughs> Dude, like, I'll, I'll totally cut this out. Who can find a, a virtuous woman? I'm telling you, man. Man, I know. Like, like I heard that, and I was just like, this is this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Anyways. Living the dream. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. We're trying over here. Um, so, yeah, Chris, there's our thoughts on balkanization, I guess. I don't know. Unless you unless you got some other stuff. You um, think it's going to happen? I don't know. But if we had. Um... But, but that is an interesting point that you just made, though, that the Supreme Court, through Roe v. Wade and other things, has teed up this idea of, well, wait a second. States should have some say. In this, it's it's really reviving the states make their own laws. If you don't like it, move to another state. And I am fine with that. Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't want people from California or New York <laughs> or Pennsylvania, yeah, moving to Missouri and be like, uh, no, let's 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 vote Democrat now. Let's have more Texas. Yeah. It's already like a fifty-five forty-five split. Yeah. Thanks to the retards in St. Louis and the retards in Kansas City, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, we have. A history museum and really good barbecue. Oh, let's vote for liberal policies. Mm-hmm. That's literally how they sound. Yep. Like I want to live in a, you know, in a, in a red brick notice- townhouse in the middle of with streets that are fourteen feet across, and a lawn that's like five square feet. <laughs> uh, you know, a red brick brownstone. Yep. All down in the city, and and, and have oh, to have to park a quarter mile away from where I live, and jerk off to the idea that I live in the city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Oh, I live in the city. Oh, mm-hmm. that's and that's how they all are. Hundred percent. My pronouns are not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's St. Louis. That's St. Louis City, and it sucks. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so many of them that they can you know sway elections. Yep, and it's just like the purple hairs, man. If if there's yeah. Yep. The purple hairs. Like one thing that I want all the black people moving to St. Charles to realize <laughs> is like 
you're escaping yeah from a shithole yeah so instead of behaving like you used to behave in the shithole <laughs> Maybe look around you at better. the white people who are secretly care all carrying guns right and be like well i'm gonna act like them yeah exactly it'd be nice it'd be nice we'll see if it happens it won't there there's well there's not much evidence that it's going to no 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 uh but i hope of course some of them will so, some of them already do oh yeah some well, of them well, the reali- ones that have been here for years well some of them realize like like yeah no it's you don't fuck around in st charles yeah. Well, you don't, you also, you don't. Dude, my brother told me that years ago when I was like, you know, cause mayor Dan, that was his whole thing. We've talked about it on this program, you know, since we started it, you know, that was his whole thing was, Oh, you know, tough on crime, a cop on every street corner, mm-hmm. you know? And now, and now boy, mayor Dan, they must've found his porn stash or something because now it's give me $7 million for a homeless encampment. Are you shitting me, it Mayor was, Dan? It was whoever. What a trajectory! It was whoever paid to get him elected. <laughs> you did. Was like go along with his Black Lives Matter stuff. Yeah, that's what oh, it that's was. A, that's what I was going to say a second ago. Do, do, do you, th- you know, Michael Brown really did a number on St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see the correlation between those super publicized events that we've had over the last few years, you know, and the cities and the locations that they have happened because. I mean, you look back, I mean, there were a lot of people that, you know, even back then, you know, we were very hesitant. We weren't sure about it. We were certainly anti-cop still are, by the way, <laughs> you know, but, but it was, it was very confusing. And then now we look back and it's like, oh, those, those are, those are psychological operations. That's what those mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are, you know, Marxist mind control. That's what that is, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's not to be jaded or, or say anything about, you know. I mean, Michael Brown, the person or what have you, you know, but, but this idea that these things are organic and, and they all happened the way that they did is quite frankly laughable. Yeah. Looking back and especially the trajectory of the country, because that's what people don't realize. And that's what, uh, by the way, that vice article about my pastor, bro. Yeah. They blasted him. And, and that's, that's his whole thing is he talks about, he's like, no, this, he's like, CRT is Marxist propaganda mm-hmm. and it is, and it is like these ideologies are Marxist propaganda because we are in a planned Marxist takeover. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you can't see that, I don't know. <laughs> Good luck, I guess. That was an interesting article and something we should get into on the next episode. I'll give that some thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Cause it's almost hours. midnight. Jeez. Sorry, dude. Well, it's been a while. I'm sorry. It has been a while. Uh, and you talked a lot. As I do. <sighs> Any old business? I don't think so. We got the we got the website. That's true. Remember, remember us at give that some thought. Anything anything you donate, we'll be happy to read on the show. Give that some thought dot com. And join up the join up the Telegram. If you're on Telegram, join up the Telegram. Yeah. There's there's a lot of shit posting in there and, and it's fun and, and some folks stick to the public room and, and we also have the inner circle, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of friends of the show, Barnhill Outdoors. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Over at Tripod Broadcasting. Uh, the Hango Show. The Hango Show. Yeah. What's the other one? I have the High Ground by, there you go. Does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, The Love of Life, uh, Jesse's show. Yeah. Which, by the way, they have a new episode coming out. Uh, I saw a preview of it. I believe I was sent the file tonight. Might go up tomorrow. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure when it'll go up. Um, they did an episode on, on the Christian's perspective on the pill. Oh. Yeah, which is, which is very interesting because what a lot of people don't realize is many of the pills are, in fact, abortive in nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I, think, I don't want to you know, put words in their mouths, but I think that's the angle they cover. Very interesting stuff. At the, that is a very interesting topic um, because the repercussions of the pill mm-hmm. are pronounced. are incredibly uh, pronounced in, as you said, in society. Yes. Like, there is a clear demarcation in social behavior mm-hmm. as a result of post-1965. That kind of medic- med- medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote, being available. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's what I mentioned to him, too. I was like, you know... they. You'd be amazed what we call medicine these days, my friend. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not so, wrong. Anyways, well, we'll see you next week, I guess. Ho- hopefully, maybe. Oh, you can always go to uh, some affiliate links, uh, Ebels. Yeah, it's all down dot in the com. links. Yeah. I'm, I'm too tired. Delta to 8 uh, CBD or Delta 8 uh, <laughs> THC. Anyway, mydelta8.com, Ebels.com. Uh, check them out. Uh, yeah. Any, yeah le- any support for the show that you give us, uh, we'll give it back. Uh, in your, and we'll, we'll mention you on the show and call you a nigger. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audio Land. Please clap. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay, okay, liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay, okay, liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay, okay, liberal. I've become the terrorist they say I am. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.